Podcast episode 31. I'm Mike Rome. Stephon Rome. It's been a tough day, man. We're gonna let this one rock for a little bit, man. All right, Peter Kobe, man. All right, Peter Legend. The greatest. Number eight, two, four. The only player to ever get two numbers retired. Um, Super emotional day, man. Tough one for everybody that loves basketball. We gonna get through it together, though, man. Hopefully, that little one help us a little bit. Started with this song today, man. And this might be the only song that's like 100%. And that was a mark. The only song that's like fully and 100% dedicated to Kobe. And this was when he only had three rings. There ain't even really, you know what I mean, with the five rings in the whole career. But this is the best one, in my opinion. R.I.P. to Kobe Bryant, man. We're recording this on Sunday, the 26th. News broke this morning. So it's only right that uh, that we start the podcast uh, talking about Kobe, honoring Kobe, being Kobe up. My brother and I are both uh, lifelong Laker fans. Um, born in. Born in. Pops was, I was, he, big bro was born in 87. I was born in 88. My, my, my dad, my Uncle Clarence, like all our whole, not even just our uncles, our whole family is like, on, on my dad's side anyway. Everybody, yeah. Everybody's Laker fans. We was born into this. You can find pictures of us as as babies with, with with Laker pajamas on. Like, we've been Laker fans, man. And so, obviously, by the time we got to the, the age where we could, you know, watch and understand basketball and fall in love with basketball, Kobe Bryant was the best player in the league pretty much our whole lives, and if not our whole lives, arguably the best player. You know, at one time, yeah. my, my favorite player was T-Mac at one time. My favorite player was Iverson at one time. Big bro ain't had no other favorite player from the moment. He loved Kobe until the moment Kobe retired. No, no, no. When he started to fall off, he started liking Steph. I think after yeah. he hurt his Achilles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Kobe wasn't playing yeah. and he hurt his Achilles, you became a then Steph. Then it was fan. like Steph and KD, but. Right, right, right. Kobe's. Ask me, Kobe's the GOAT. I could give you reasons for why he's better than anybody has ever done it. If you want to go there with me, I can do that. I do it often. I, I'm a Kobe stan. I hold the flag firmly. So we just uh, we just wanted to honor Kobe today, man. You see, we got a we got a couple of his shoes up here on the table. We got a nice uh, Kobe Bryant picture that I meant to bring to put up right here. But uh, whenever we pretty soon we go have we go have a set uh, a location for the podcast that's coming pretty soon. And we got to make sure when we get that going, we got some Kobe uh, 
memorabilia just like put up some of the people we admire something that you know, around, exactly yeah. you know what i'm saying i was thinking when it was as soon as we into that space i'm gonna bring some of my nip stuff in and you know what i mean but like yeah. i said like we got a, maybe a pair of two of these shoes that you don't really wear i'm gonna bring my kobe jersey up to maybe put it up on the wall every time we pod but you don't like i mean i knew i i knew how much i admired and, and loved and respected kobe but i didn't even realize how much until today honestly until today I, yeah same thing for me I mean, I've I grew up idolizing this man. He played for my favorite team. If you ask me, he's the best player to ever do it. And when stuff, well, let's talk about how Kobe Bryant. I, and, about to say, I mean, everybody knows, but there's yeah, still, everybody you know. knows. But let's let's document it. Um, earlier today, news broke that Kobe Bryant. Um, Ten a.m. this morning. Yeah, his young his young daughter um, Gianna. Were in his private helicopter on the way with several other people on the way to a AAU game, and the helicopter crashed. There was no survivors. Um, I was sitting up playing 2K on a chill day. Been a busy weekend, just chilling. And then you called me and let me know that. And to be honest, when we was on the phone, I was just stunned. It was like it wasn't real. I couldn't believe it. And it's one of those situations like I'm a person that and I've been very consistent with this. I have people in the media. I have people in like just celebrities in general that I like. And most of the time, unless they do something egregious, I could keep what they do separate from their art or their perform, whatever it is that they do. I'm not getting caught up in that. I'm not overly emotional about celebrities. I don't really care to delve into their lives. Like I said, if they're doing something illegal, if they're doing something wild, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, that's crazy. But Kobe Bryant's always held a special place for me. Um, the re- the way as a player, and I, I didn't play at no super high level, but I like to think that I was above average. Definitely were. Um, Everybody get asked to come and play in, in organizations that travel outside the country and play, and you got invited to go and do that. Just unfortunately weren't able to go. You were definitely above average. I'm going to say that if you want um, I adopted the mindset that I seen this man put on display. That's a fact. I played the way he inspired me to play hard, full go all the time. I don't back down. I don't bow down. I don't got it in me. I'm only playing to win. That's the only thing that matters when you're in that rectangle. In fact, uh, I, a lot of people don't know. Uh, Big Bro and I actually did from my my seventh grade year all the way through high school. We did all those grades together, which was really dope for me. It was probably a little annoying for him at times having his little brother everywhere he went, but it was dope for me. Um, but our freshman year, uh, our freshman year in high school, I actually got cut from the freshman team. Steph made the JV team and actually started a few games. And I remember being at them games and like people calling him Kobe. And keep in mind, he's a freshman on the JV team. And that was back. That was back when that wasn't really a common thing. Like now, a lot of people. No, nah, that didn't happen back. Then. People play AAU and people yeah. play club, and it's it's kind of common that if you've been playing AAU since you were like your seventh and eighth grade, you're, you're I'm sorry, from like six. If you started playing AAU in like fifth or sixth grade, and you're a, a standout on your AAU team, you're probably going to be a varsity yeah. player as a freshman. Yeah. Even if you don't get that much playing time, you're going to be a varsity. Yeah, player. like you're too good to be. Yeah. Right. That yeah. wasn't a common thing back then. So for Big Bro as a freshman to make the JV team. It was a big deal. And then to start a few games as a freshman, that team had a couple of juniors on. It was ran by mostly sophomores. The best players were sophomores. But there were a few juniors on the team. And, and, yeah, the, and the varsity team was straight because it wasn't like we was going to crack varsity that year. Right. So, yeah. Right. 
And so for, for you to be on that team and then be making moves in the game that's like similar to Kobe and people start calling you Kobe from the stands was, was always uh, super dope for me. I'm sorry I had to, I had to mm-hmm. throw that in there. Go ahead. But just um, carrying that over, carrying that spirit of what I felt like, what Kobe Bryant meant to me, carrying that spirit over in my play um, after after I was done playing, um, starting to train and coach and just I always tell people when I train, I'm training your skills, but I'm training your mentality. I'm training your mindset. The way that I put my workouts together is a mental test. And I adopted that from Kobe Bryant. Like some of the people, first people that I started training, I was like, hey, it's 6 a.m. Because Kobe was like, go in at 5 a.m., get your body to do, get your body to do what your mind doesn't want to do right now. Wake yourself up. It's another test. If you could jump this hurdle, you could be great. Um, Taking that over into coaching and taking that over into coaching and just trying to fully embody what ended up being the Mamba mentality for a lot of us, for a generation of us, we didn't need, we didn't need a hashtag. It's how we felt. Yeah. It's just, it. it's the only way to compete is to go full go. I remember years after we graduated, um, we, we played in a um, alumni game at OG mm-hmm. and we was playing it's a fundraiser. It's a fun thing for all the kids. You know what I'm saying? But we was we playing hard. Like the the boys are playing against us hard. We're playing against them hard. And it's like a lot of stuff we're talking. About, I was like, bro, like I'm a I'm a Kobe baby, bro. This is the only way I know how to play. You know what I mean? It's like I remember. I remember even the coach. I remember some because some of the players at first they turned it up when they seen our energy. But some yeah. of the players thought it was just like, oh, go through the motions, have some yeah. fun today. And I remember that the coach had to tell them, like, hey, they, 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 these are hoopers, fam. They coming to win. Y'all coming in here to play and look cute for the fans. They, they older, they graduated, their time has passed, but they came in here to kill y'all. And I remember, like, and I remember even talking to the coach. I forget his name, but he came from Carlsbad. He had coached Sabrina, your homegirl Sabrina, yeah. went to Carlsbad, and he came down. He coached Derek. And yeah. Him. But um, I remember he even like telling Pixley? us, might have been Pixley. Yeah. I remember he even talking to us after the game, and he was like, "Yeah, y'all are y'all different." He was like, "I don't know if it's like y'all trying to like reminisce on the glory days or like or what." He was like, "But y'all are different. Like, I don't know. I don't see people compete like this in an alumni game." And I remember you. I remember you said to him, "He was like, I'm a Kobe baby, bro. I don't know no other way to play." I remember you saying that. It's just um, for me today has been super. I've been I've been crying and tearing up on and off all day and. I said to say is like, like I said, I don't get overly invested. Like Kobe was my favorite player. Stuff that happened to him off the court. I was like, all right, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. It's not that I didn't care, but I I don't necessarily like my favorite athletes and stuff. I don't care about that side of them. You know what I mean? I did when I was younger. I do now. But today, like days like today you find out how much like somebody actually meant to you 100%. and being and like jay Comanero hit me up and was like bro this is crazy he was like remember when i played in middle school when we played in middle school and used to always give me your old pair of kobe's to play in he was like that's the first thing i thought about when when i heard the news and he was like and i had to check on you that's crazy people been hitting me up all day like it's actually a pair of these yeah, you had these ones. You had this pair, and then when the Kobe twos came out, you got them in white, 
and Jay joined our team, and he was out there playing like some skate shoes, and he yeah. was like, "Nah, fam." And the next game, you came and gave him these. I remember yeah. that. It, it like, for me, it's like, bro, I've, I've always idolized this dude for the athlete, for the winner, for the champion, and then to see like D Wade saying on Twitter like he's showing us how to transition, how to not need basketball. It's like, this dude was this guy in every walk of his life. Mm-hmm. And and now he going and to be taken so tragically with his baby, man. With his daughter, man. Leaving behind his wife. His, his three other kids. One unborn. It's... And for me, it's, it's heartbreaking, bro. For me, that was the toughest part. So when I yeah. got the news, I uh, I had just I had just given Baron some breakfast, and I went upstairs. I went back upstairs to go check on pregnant wife who's laying in bed. You know, you always check on my wife, but especially when she's pregnant. Yeah. So I went up and I'm laying with her, and my phone was actually on silent, and I just happened to look at it. And I got a cousin, I got a text from my cousin Bree. Like I said, my whole my dad's whole side of the family is Laker fans. My cousin texted me. Like, please tell me this Kobe stuff ain't true. And so I thought, I, I obviously didn't think that he had died. I thought maybe like a car accident mm. or like something like that. And then when I seen that, I see the first thing I seen was from Fox News. I said that he died. And oh no, granted, Fox News is like a real news source. Yeah, but we don't site, but that. I don't mess with Fox News like yeah. that. So I was like, you know what? For obvious reasons, y'all know what. Exactly. I was like, when I, when I see it, when I see it on ESPN, well, first I said when I see it on TMZ, and I was like, well, after I see it on TMZ, and after I see it on ESPN, that's when I would believe it. And I just kept on refreshing my Google search and kept on refreshing it. I was like, somebody just tell me this is a hoax. That's all I was waiting for. Like somebody saying, like, man, y'all stay killing somebody on Twitter. This ain't real. But it was real, fam. It was real. First thing I did was call you. But uh, anyway, I'm saying that. Like I'm just telling you, like you know my reaction to it. Um, and I was I was upset and it was devastating. I remember just sitting there like with my, with my head in my palms, just like, just staring like, how can this be possible? And I hadn't cried, I didn't cry. And then I was watching ESPN and the news came out because you saw a whole bunch of stuff. One, one yeah. thing, one thing said that like all his girls was in the plane with him. Another mm. one said that his wife, that, that, that his wife and Rick Fox was with him. It was like, yeah. what, what, what is real? And then shout out to Roland Martin. I don't know if you know who Roland Martin is, but he tweeted out, he was like, yo, Let's get the real news and then let's report on that. Let's, this is too heavy of a situation for us to be yeah, guessing. And that's nasty of people just trying to be just first. Trying to be first. Denzel talked about that. He yeah. was like, it, it becomes a problem when you want to be first, not even be truthful. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, it didn't make me cry until I heard that his daughter was with him. And I just immediately thought about, I mean, Kobe's young. 41 is young, but 13? 13? And then I immediately thought about his wife. The, the his children that he left behind it just is it's, it's devastating man and it just i when i heard that i see i was like no wifey came down and asked me why what like what else what else news i heard and i told her and it just it just made me want to just go and grab my son baron was down there like i was watching tv in the garage watching espn in the garage baron was in the living room watching you know his little cartoons and little sing-alongs and i just i just Picked him up and just held him and was just, just crying, just rocking back and forth. Of course, he don't know what's going. On. What's you okay, Daddy? You okay, Daddy? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm good. Like, it's, it's man, like as as a mother, like, like you think about. It, 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 it honestly it made me think about Lauren London. 
Mm-hmm. And, and and that whole situation. And again, like you said, it did. You you know you know you're a big fan of someone. You know you're a big fan of someone, but uh, oh. Pardon us. Uh, you know you're a big fan of someone, like obviously, especially me. Like when I'm a big a big fan of someone, everybody knows. Like everybody knows yeah. I love Jay Z. Everybody knows I love Dame. Everybody knows how I felt about Nip. So you know, but then when you when when those people get taken away, it's like what? Like I never cried when a celebrity died before. That never happened to me. Yeah. When Nipsey died, I couldn't stop crying. I was crying for weeks. You know, same thing with this one. And again, that was why I called you so quick because, and like I told you on the phone, when I got the news about Nip. I read the news on my phone, dropped my phone, and just put my hands in my face and just started crying for like five minutes. And I assumed you would be the same way because, like I said, I felt like a personal connection in there because I had the chance to like kind of like meet him in passing one time. I've been to a few of his live shows and I like a lot of his music was extremely motivational for me and really like helped me not really say like in hard times, really like motivated me to like figure out what the next what my next step was supposed to be. Yeah. And so knowing that like and you're still I don't even I don't even make music anymore. But you're somebody who's still heavily involved with basketball. You still coach. You still play. You still train. Train yourself and train other people. And again, like you've been a Kobe fan your entire life. Kobe got to the league in what ninety six. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You were eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And already loving basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I I put that in my Instagram post. I was like, you took a kid that had a love for a game and gave him a passion. We were nine. I'm sorry. I was saying like. Like I'm getting emotional talking about it right now because it's it's not it's gonna sound messed up, but it's not necessarily the man. It, it's the, the ideal. It's the feeling. It's the um the fire. Watching him play basketball was like almost therapeutic for me. I was like, yo, like look at how much he cared. Like that's how I feel about basketball. Do you know what I mean? It was like. He's he's playing my feelings and he's showing me what like that feeling that I have for this game, mm-hmm. what it looks like on display. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now I had a blueprint like there was a time where like there was a time when I figured, OK, I'm not going to be six, six, two twenty. And then I was like, OK, I'm probably going to have to play a little different. Mm-hmm. And then my like style of play, I wanted to play like Rip Hamilton. I was like, yo, I could run and come off of screens and be a dog on D. I could do that. You know what I mean? But I was like, Kobe's the pinnacle for me. Like with with work ethic. Like, and that's that's like that's something that I'm like big on when I'm talking to players. I'm like, yo, like, this is this is a job, like this is a work thing if you want to be very good at this. You know what I mean? Like like I and I always refer to Kobe. I say like go watch some of what Kobe talks about, and it's not necessarily just with basketball. It's whatever he does. I want to be the best. I'm going for excellence, and a big thing like I was telling my wife earlier is, um, and this is something that I've adopted. And it was just, it's just it was so profound when Kobe first said he has a fearlessness of failure. I'm not afraid to fail. I will put it all on the line every single time because that's the only way to be great. That's something that I personally learned from Kobe because Mm -hmm. I used to be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. I would do things. If I loved it, I would just go ahead and do it. And I didn't really try to compete. I would just do it because I loved it. But at the same time with that, 
I would take my time with things before I would share it to people because I, I would be afraid that I wouldn't do it right or that I would fail at it and I would fail in front of everybody. But then when uh, I remember, I don't know, I think it was after the three P, and the lot the three P was oh two thousand after two thousand two, and they were talking to Kobe just about like his career and his journey thus far, and he was uh, talking about actually Shaq. It was he and Kobe, and Shaq was talking about how he was like fearless. He said like in that huddle when Kobe's rookie year when he shot those air balls. He was like, we had seasoned vets on our team that did not want those shots. Kobe looked the coach dead in the face and was like, let me take them. Let me, let me take them. He didn't say, coach, I'm going to win the game for us. He said, I'll he, shoot them. He wasn't yeah. sure if he could. Yeah. But he wasn't afraid, though. Yeah. And that was to a, put it all That was something line. I was yeah. like, you know what? That's dope. And I, 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 that was something I learned from Kobe. Like, be afraid to fail. Like, for what? Go first. And if you fail, then you're just the first one to fail. And you get to learn from your own mistakes. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be afraid to fail that's something that i definitely 100 percent learned from kobe man. shout out to kobe kobe we love you man r.i.p to kobe uh i mean vanessa obviously you probably never hear this and you know what i'm saying but just shout out to vanessa you know uh, uh big bean you know his pops like his whole family the whole basketball community the, the lakers organization anybody man the whole anybody that loves sports and that loves uh competition at the highest level that loves a winner that loves just anybody that goes about anything the right way you're hurting right now because you knew you knew Kobe and you knew what he meant to to whatever he put his hands on. So thank you, a, Kobe. Thank you, Kobe. Thank you. Shout out to you. Um, and we're back. Yes, got all got all that out. What's Woo. next? What's next on the document? I feel like we need to play some like happy or something. Yeah, so yeah. For real, let's let's get some 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 upbeat music going or something. We, man. You want to talk about Odell and the money? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's that's that, that's something. That's can, much lighter. Yeah, that's something we can that's laugh much, about yeah, while yeah. we talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, while I find some, I mean, you, well, you wanna you wanna kind of intro it while I find some music to yeah, play. Yeah, so uh, I should have watched the game. I mess with football, but for whatever reason, I didn't watch the game. But LSU, everybody knows Odell Beckham Jr. He was uh, the receiver that with the, used to dye his hair blonde. He's the one that caught the one hand pass. He used to play for the Giants. Now he plays for Cleveland, right? Yeah, plays for the Cleveland Browns. He graduated from LSU. Played football at LSU. And they played in the championship game. He's in the stands. What's that? Just that uh, Drake, that life's good. Okay. Life is good. That's it. That's okay. That, that's uh, well, though. Future. I love that song. Well, I like Drake's part. When Future come on, I turn it off. No, no. I mess like, with like the whole thing. But yeah, so anyway, <laughs> Odell played for LSU. He, uh, he was at the game. Just being all belligerent. Yell got the got the megaphone yelling yelling stuff just being crazy. He looked like he was on drugs to me. It looked like more than just drunk. He looked like he was high on something to me. But anyway, he uh making it about himself, like putting cash in his hand, dapping up the LSU players, which is like on the one hand, yeah, I don't care if you give him money, but why not do that in a locker room where there's no cameras are? Um, then he in the locker room, he smack a security guard on the butt, just just being all just. Yeah. Just being extra and being belligerent, I, I making himself look I have like different a clown. thoughts on that stuff. So this would be a good combo. I he's, have different thoughts on that. He just made himself look like a clown. Like he just he wanted to make it and I heard one take, one podcast I listened to, one take they were saying they were like, Bro, he's only like 23, 24. He's not that far removed from college. And he's back on campus, the school where he is the most famous football player out of that school. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's the most famous alumnus. He is there. Well, maybe most, Shaq. Shaq went to LSU. He's right their, now, most, yeah, yeah, he's I their biggest you. alumnus right now. I feel you. And so, Especially like, with the football program. Exactly. Yeah. And so I get it. 
I get it. You know what I mean? Like, you're back on campus. Your team is in the championship. You should be turned up. And to be honest, if you want to be a little bit drunk or a lot of bit drunk, have a blast. But that's 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 too much. That's too much. You can't. Like, bro, you know you can't give money to them like that. You know that. I, you're not a booster. You can't do that. And that's why I feel like he he made it about himself. He could have done that. He could have went. He could have let. He could have let it be known to the whole team. Like, yo, you little niggas win. I'm cashing y'all out. Put it in an envelope. Put it in a locker. Or leave it for the coach to give it to him. Something. He didn't have to do it that way, bro. And then slapping the security guard on the butt in the locker room. Security guard should have knocked. I mean, he can't beat up Odell. He can't. But I mean, like, if that if that security guard wanted to be like, hey, yo, we gotta come. We gotta come put him on the floor real quick. They'd have been all within their right to do. You just assaulted him. Physical or sexual assault, whatever you want to call it, you just assaulted that man. That's not okay. I think that there's a, I think that there's a bunch of different angles to go at this from. I think the thing with the security guard, that's going too far. You're messing with his authority, and I get why, I get why Odell did it. But at the same, you have to respect the authority that this person is supposed to be in here securing it. I think that. I do think it, it was extra that the security was in there making sure nobody was drinking or smoking cigars. Like, bro, they just want a championship. Yeah. Like, let them rock out. Yeah. But regardless. This is technically there. illegal, but and that's one of my points. That's I hear you. that's, I hear you. that's one of my things. They shouldn't be smoking though. There's a bunch of stuff going on that shouldn't be happening. Well, and we're focusing on Odell. If they are 18, it's not illegal to smoke a cigar. Now, drinking is one thing, but if they yeah, but, but all of them ain't 18 in there. In college? But, yeah. I mean, I mean, well shit, there's a lot of people that are 17 when they get on campus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was 17 when I started college. And went, nah, bro. Everybody had to be 18. I, I don't know. But don't got to be 21 to smoke. It's, it's not but, important. It's not but, important. Um, like. Now, you can buy cigarettes at 18. I, or in California, anyway. I think, that, I think that as far as him putting the money in the kid's hands. Okay, yeah. Maybe he should have did it differently. Or maybe he's making a point to the NCAA that you guys' rules are kind of effed up. And I think that I think that it's. I think that it's irresponsible for mainstream media to make it about Odell because that's who's making it about Odell. No, he did. No, that's an opportunity to talk about the NCAA's rules and how it's wrong. And like they're choosing to talk about Odell because he's the star of the situation. Yes, he was drunk and doing all of that other stuff. But when, and that's why I said there's a lot of different angles. But when it comes to the handing money to players thing, that's an opportunity for you guys to talk about these rules that make it illegal for these kids to get money, even though they're in the middle of the biggest game, the best season that a team's ever had, with the best quarterback that college football's ever seen, at least record-wise and performance-wise, and all of this stuff. Everybody's making a ton of money, and it's illegal for a dude that's rich to hand his own money to people that he supports. When people are going to do it all in the background, the point, illegally, but, but that, I'm saying for the media, I know, I know what he's doing is wrong. But I'm saying it's a to me it's a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity to put the NCAA on front street instead of putting Odell on front street. Yes, he was belligerent. Yes, he was drunk. Yes, he was over there posting up Carl Malone and acting crazy and doing all of that other stuff. They've documented his day. He was probably more than drunk. I agree with you. But I think when it comes to that, that's an opportunity missed. The NCAA makes it illegal for those kids to make any money. Sure, but and, I I. Okay, so what if what if they talked about both of those things? Would you be okay with it, or should they have only that they should have left or left Odell alone when he's doing all of that? They should just leave him alone and only talk about the NCAA when they've beaten that dead horse, and this is a brand new thing. Oh, I don't think they've beaten that dead horse. And I, I'll give you that. And, and I don't. That. And I think that I'll even if you feel like that they've beaten beaten the dead horse. I feel like every chance, if you really feel like these rules are wrong, because I hear a lot of people saying, but you know, these are the rules. An unjust rule 
It's no rule at all. There are, there are certain leaders that have led movements, Martin Luther King and other people that will say, it is your duty to, to go against the unjust law. It is your job to make your voice heard at every point that you can. But do you really think that's what he was doing? No, I'm not. That's, and that's what I'm I saying. Hear, I'm not talking I, I about you. Odell. I'm talking about the media coverage of it. It's a different narrative. It looks different. But what, like, you don't, you don't, you don't think they're going to talk about that? No, I think, I think that they have an opportunity to talk about whatever they want. And they chose to talk about Odell because he's the big shiny star acting a fool. And that's a bigger story than college kids not being allowed to get money because we've talked about that before, like you said. But if you really on the side of these kids, you would talk about that more than you're talking about the athlete. I'm not saying don't bring up both. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying Odell's right. I'm just saying, I'm saying that he gave. I'm glad you said that. Every single celebrity or any notable person that's been in the public eye, Whenever they've done anything belligerent, especially in this day and age, when everybody literally has a camera and a computer in their pocket to document everything, so everything's gonna get documented. Mm-hmm. We talk about everybody, so we could talk about we could talk about him too, especially when you're doing something that's just flat out stupid. No, I I agree, but I watch a lot of sports media. None of them, none of them, they broke they they brush the subject of NCAA violation under the rug to talk about the shiny star. And that's my problem with it. We see, bro, you go out places all the time, especially over here in Southern California. You could walk out of any club night and you could see somebody of note drunk, acting a fool. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. TMZ, they've built a, a platform, a very profitable platform off of following famous people around and, and following their indiscretions. You have a perfect opportunity to, and this is my thing, the media loves to beat up the NCAA when it's convenient for them, when it's going to be front page news and it's going to do all of that. Now you got a choice. And see, make Odell the that. front page news or make this rule that is unjust a front page news. I don't even think the media platforms ever kill the NCAA. I think that the media platforms do a good job of letting their personalities voice their opinion. So I don't think the... I mean, obviously, it'd be stupid for them to do that because they air all the games. So it'd be mm-hmm. stupid for ESPN or Fox or any other place to say something about the NCAA. But they do provide a platform for people like Jalen, the ESPN at least, mm-hmm. provides a platform for people like Jalen Rose to be like FS1. A lot of people, you do. know what I'm yeah. saying? They like they provide a platform to let p- people like Jalen Rose or or Chris Broussard or uh, what's uh, 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 Wiley talk about the fact mm-hmm. that like, no, these 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 NCAA rules are stupid. They're idiotic. Like it shouldn't be that way. And so I don't like. And it, and if we're gonna like. And, and so and I guess that's where I disagree. If there's someone that's going to talk about that, then it needs to be somebody like a Jalen Rose or like a Marcellus Wiley or Chris Broussard to be like, bro, so Dale Beckham is at his school. Those are his little guys. He should be able to give them money. But I don't I'm not going to condemn them for for I, I, I guess I can agree with you that it's a missed opportunity. But in my opinion. It would like it. I think the bigger the, talking I, point I think is the bigger, the unjust rules and how these kids and how these kids are are. And I want to say this. I want to say this tongue in cheek, but I'm gonna just say it. this is how I feel. How those kids are damn near slaves. Oh, they're getting pimped for sure. You know, that's a better way. They're getting pimped for sure. And and everybody's up in arms when it's the off season and ain't no football to talk about. Everybody's in arms about the NCAA rule and how this is messed up and all of that. And now you have an opportunity to put them on front street in the biggest spot that the sport has to offer. And you don't. Why? 
Because like you said, they are partners with them and they do got to air some of those games and they would like to get the game next year as well. But I heard one show really talk about it. I heard one show really talk about it. First take, I think the rules are just, but Odell is doing a fool. And see, stuff like that. It's like, that, come on, man. Stuff come like on, man. I get it. Y'all got a TV show, but your TV show is doing great. You guys talk about it all the time. You guys have a, you guys have, to me, it's an obligation stuff like to talk that, about that. Exactly what you're talking about is why I mess with podcasts so much. Mm-hmm. Because podcast, I mean, even like Stephen A, he gets to say, well, Stephen A is like the one person that really, truly gets to say what he wants. He's literally on TV all day and night. Oh. They're not gonna do nothing to this. You know, you know what you know show what you got it. The but, day. Hold on, just yeah. finish. The what I what what I love about podcasting is that they get to give their their raw, unfiltered takes and opinions about things. Like I said, like even J- Jalen Jacoby is one of my favorite podcasts, but even them, it's ESPN, it's Disney, so they can't they can only go but so far. But Jalen be on there giving it up. Oh yeah, Jalen be on there giving it up. Jay and will that, give it up too, and that's why and that's yeah. why I like the podcast space because. People that you would never hear like cursing or like giving just raw. This is how I feel, and I don't really care. You get to you get to get it there, yeah. And that's why. And and I would say maybe they should just go and do that on their podcast. And the fact that nobody did that on their podcast makes me feel like maybe they they agree in this situation in particular. Maybe they agree more with me than with you. They're just like, bro, like we, we I, again, we all know what the rule is. He was acting like an idiot, and and I don't. I the the biggest thing for me. What I saw the most of was that he had a warrant for his arrest for, for slapping the security guard. But I didn't see a whole bunch. I didn't see a whole bunch. And again, you watch way more than I do. I watch first take in the mornings. And even with that, when it, when it, I, I wait for the basketball stuff. When it's yeah. too much football, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I'll just watch it on YouTube. I'm not going to yeah. sit through all this football stuff. Um, so like, so I'm saying that to say you watch and listen to way more sports, talk radio, TV shows, and commentary than I do. But from what I heard, and I, li- I watched three sports shows, and I listened to like maybe four or five sports podcasts. Nobody was really talking about the fact that he gave out money. They they talked about that a little bit. They 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 documented his entire day, mm. what he was doing in the stands, what he did, you know, after the game, him posting up Carl Malone, him in the locker room. They talked about everything. But the biggest thing that they spoke about was him in the locker room slapping that security guard on the butt, which is, in my opinion, is valid. You're act, you're out here acting like an idiot. People are gonna say you're acting like an idiot. They're not really gonna focus on the fact that the NCAA rule is unjust because, I, in my opinion, it. it I agree with you. It it can be deemed as a missed opportunity. I think it's but just. I, I think, think it's a bigger story. I think. I think that. I think that if you're really on the side of you know like trying to be right on this whole NCAA thing, like I said, if this is a regular season game, I get it. Odell being a story. This is the sports biggest platform. This is the national championship. They just went undefeated and beat like four rank, like six, seven ranked teams. Like, they've had the best year that a college team can have, and you guys blew it. You blew it. I, but uh, I was going to say, I think, that both, I think that both things could be true. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think in this case that you have to pick one or the other. It's just about... What do you want to put up front? What do you want to talk about most? Because they brush the NCAA stuff. And I guarantee you, once the offseason comes and there's no games to be played, they will talk more about this. They won't talk about Odell anymore. And people will be like, well, they've talked about that. Well, you've talked about NCAA rules, too. Why is it a big deal now? Oh, you don't have anything to talk about. Mm-hmm. 
when it comes to college football. There's no games being played. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I mean, part of it is just the monster of 24-hour sports reporting. They got to talk about something. But even with that, there's an A block, there's a B block, there's a C block. And most most of the time, A is most important. B is pretty important. C, you're getting ready to close out the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it works like that. You guys missed it. Brushing that under the rug. Now, don't come back. All you people, don't come back and talk about how these kids are just outworked. And they, need to, they need somebody to support them and they need a voice and all this stuff. You had your chance. You had your chance. You blew it. That, that's how I feel. None of the kids... None of the kids are coming out and saying, Odell ruined our moment. He was celebrating with them. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe celebrating yeah, sure too much, it. but that I'm just saying, I'm just saying that to give like more background to nobody was written, nobody that was involved was really complaining about Odell. You guys are complaining about Odell. You know what the players are complaining about? They don't get paid, bro. <laughs> That's what they're complaining about. They don't get paid. They're complaining that he could come up and hand me money. And it, that's illegal. But when the coach does it on the back end, we got to be, we got to keep it low because we're not even allowed to get money. Mm-hmm. Like, you I know mean, what I'm saying? I feel you. I, I like, I just think, I just think it's a little, it's a little, I don't want to say what's it's naive is not the word. It's a little, I think you're wild. And if you think that they were going to make the NCAA rule, the big story when Odell's out there acting like that, like you're, you're just. You're just you're you're grasping at nothing if you really think that they were going to talk about the NCAA rule as opposed to what Odell was out there doing. I think as I much I, I think that, as that, much as they talk about it in the off season, one, one person like and like you said, I watch a ton of this stuff. I keep up with this stuff because I'm just interested to see what's going to happen with these players mm-hmm. and how this is going to end up shaking out. But they talk about it a lot when they don't when when. They think that they don't have a lot to talk about when it comes to that sport, mm-hmm. and everybody's on the side of the kids, and that's why I'm that's why I'm so adamant about that. Like you guys go hard for these kids. Why aren't you going hard for them right now? Why? Because Odell was acting an ass, bro. Pick a day. Go find a celeb. There's somebody acting drunk out somewhere stupid. Pick a day. He was extra with it though, man. But, but I'm but there's speaking, always somebody speaking of people out wilding. He wasn't even wilding. And this isn't even what's next. We're going to talk about Antonio Brown in a second. You see the video that came out of your boy Kawhi Leonard? Was that really him? It was really him, fam. They dirty for that, fam. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do nothing illegal or do anything yeah. wrong. Whoever's but, behind that DJ that's, booth. That's foul. Well, number one. Uh, look, so man, I don't know. Before, before we get into yeah. it, somebody, um, uh, <laughs> fun guy, Kawhi Leonard, was in a strip club <laughs> in, his, in the spot getting a private dance. He's sitting there. Girl twerking, she topless. I think she might have been fully naked, but she, she was fully naked. Yeah, she's fully naked, twerking in front of him. Looking good. Looking good. He enjoying himself. If I'm not mistaken, he might either grabbed her booty or slapped it. He slapped it, threw some bread. And then started making it rain. Made it rain. And I'm like, bro, throwing why? that New Balance money. Throwing it with, with his big old New Balance hoodie on too. He looked, and that, see, go go ahead. I got thoughts like, about that. I mean, if you know Bass, he's Kawhi Leonard. And he just won a battery. and he just won a championship. So it's like. It's going to be there. I mean, people are going to know who he is. But I'm like, bro, he you had to know that that was Kawhi Leonard. You know what I'm saying? This dude rocks braids straight back. Him and Nip was the only niggas doing that. And now he and he the only mm-hmm. one out there still holding it down. Mm-hmm. And he got on a, a white New Balance hoodie in the strip club. Yeah. And he got millions and millions of dollars. He don't look like some flashy nigga in the strip club. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So the, obviously the person that saw him was like, yo, that's Kawhi Leonard right there. 
and pulled out his phone and recorded it and then posted it. Like that's foul, bro. No, that's foul. That's but foul. I, I have foul. a theory. I have a theory about Kawhi. I think that the whole quiet guy, introvert thing. I think it. I think it's a facade. No, I don't. I I think. I mean, people talk about. I think. Okay. I think that's his personality. I think he bigs it up, and I think he does things to to brand it. Yeah, like anybody. And does. I and I think that now that he's back home, he's in L.A. He wants to start rolling out a different side of him. And I think that things like, okay, number one, most people that want to be low have a private room. Like nobody's in there. Like nobody can get in there. You know what I'm saying? People of his stature don't do what he's doing out in front of everybody. One, two, you are six foot eight, 200 some pounds. Walking in, we all know who you are. You have on a big, you know you're going to be in a dark, what strip club is well lit? They're not. Mm-hmm. You're walking in here with your tall ass, with a big ass white hoodie on, with your company, with your brand insignia on it. I'm not saying he wanted to be recorded. I'm saying he wasn't tripping about people knowing it was him. That DJ or whatever booth they were behind, that's dirty having somebody recording people in a place like that. Most pe- and that's why I said most people in Kawhi's situation, they they pay for they pay for it to be pretty discreet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that you can't be a quiet dude and enjoy a strip club. I'm not saying that. I'm saying most people that are of that stature are are well aware that they're going to be spotted in a big ass white hoodie. I'm a, I'm a foot taller than everybody in here. You know what I'm saying? I'm throwing more money than anybody in here. Eyes are going to be on me. And that's why people pay for for privacy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to me it's like you can't be so introverted that you didn't think that somebody was going to record you. Kawhi, give me give me a break. You're on camera 24/7. Come on, man. Give cut the shit. Cut the shit. You're surprised. I, I mean, he. I mean, obviously, you don't never no, hear this nigga speak. He yeah, exactly. About it. I'm talking about how I feel. No, I feel you. That's feel you. foul. No, that's bro. dirty. That is dirty. I'm that act of recording somebody in that place like that is dirty. You should I, to not be, honest, be filming or audio recording anyone without their consent. This is what, and this is my thing. Period. Who in that situation is worth? I've never been in a strip club. I was like, yo, I gotta pull my phone out. I'm not trying to pull my phone out, bro. Right. I'm trying to enjoy myself. That's something I hadn't even thought about, bro. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? If I wouldn't have noticed. I would have been like, damn, Kawhi's in the spot. But yo. <laughs> but yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, give me I a break, you. bro. I hear give you. Give me a break. I you don't lie, bro. That. Look, to the guy to the guy or gal who's recording him, number one, if you're working there, you're recording patrons, you're a clown. You need to be fired. If you're in there trying to enjoy yourself, but you're... But it's... But it's more important for you to get that shot. Go somewhere else, bro. You clearly don't belong in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a frequent. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a. Oh, yeah. I'm not a frequent um, gentleman club attender. Mm-hmm. But I, if you've been once, you know how it goes down. You're not in people's business when you're in there. You're not seeing who's walking back to what room and doing what. It ain't your business, bro. It's dark in here for a reason. To me, to me, I mean, if people be like, bro, that's kind of weird. But I equate it to like, 
when you was like, for me anyway, when you like, when you in high school, maybe like, no, nah, not really out of high school, because when you grown, you don't really care. But in high school, like you had a party, or you had to dance, and you really gigging on a girl, and you feeling like it's, it's oh man, you feeling like it's maybe a little bit extra, you kind of worried about who looking at you, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's a packed dance floor, you, you don't thing. care. Yeah, you're you're just doing tripping. your thing. And that's how it is in the strip club. You're like, yo, it's, it's in here. It's dark. There's a lot of people in here. We're doing our thing. And then at the same time, when it's a packed dance floor, you're assuming that everybody else is just focused, doing what on, you're doing. Yeah. focused on what they're doing. So you're not really worried about people looking at you. That me anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once you get grown, you don't really care. Like, I don't care who looking yeah. at me. I'm doing my thing. But like, like, I hadn't even thought about that, bro. If you're in a strip club as a man... You in the gentleman's club and there's all of this walking around. Or the girl, either you're either the girls, either you're in there enjoying yourself or you're in there working. Either way, you should not be recording. Your jobs are recording the celebs that are in here? No, it's not. No, it's not. And Kawhi, my advice would be get a private room, fam. Get a private room. It's a it's a bad look. It just it just is. There's a lot of people like me and the youth that do not care that, that he's on that. And there's a lot of people. That are going to be like, you're a role model and all of this. It's like, I don't think that people should be propping up athletes and people like that to be the role models for their kids. But it do- it does happen. And you should be conscious of that. And that could be a bad look for you. You might not care. And my 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 rebut would be you should. You know what I mean? But that's nasty, bro. That's nasty. Like, Kawhi in there just trying to have a good time. He's trying to throw some money. You know what I mean? Like, because at first... I see somebody on Twitter say, this is not even Kawhi. So I was like, I, I just missed it. I was like, come on, man. But then I was looking at it again, and I was like, that show enough look like, homie. Like, who got shoulders that big? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, whose shoulders are that big, bro? Like, give me a break. Like, it's got to be him. But I, I, I just think, I think that, um, which brings up another point. We're just to a point to where, like, there's no such thing as privacy, man. Like, you can want it all you you could you could you could seek privacy all you want. It's not existing, fam. It's over for that. It's over for that. Our phones listen to us. Um, they're always watching us through our phones and our computers. Um, there's no way of getting away from it. And if you are fortunate enough to be able to pay for a certain amount of privacy or um, discreetness, if that's even a word, um, do that every time you can. Especially if you're in a strip club and your name's Kawhi Leonard, you're six foot eight, and you make a hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, discretion. Mm-hmm. You you should pay for a certain amount of discretion. That would be my advice. It, it, it's like it, it's just it is what it is, bro. You got caught because you were a little sleep, but they shouldn't have been doing that. But nobody's gonna care that they shouldn't have been doing that. You're the you're the hundred million dollar man in the big ass white hoodie, which is which is insignia on it, throwing money and smacking ass. Like that's that's like that's what that's all people are gonna worry about. Like a lot like with the Odell thing. Like what's the story gonna be? Big star or people's private? Like people invading your privacy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I get it. I get it, but it's like, eh. like, do you think, Kawhi? Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you. Oh, yeah, I'm not mad at you. That's a good smack, too. That's the way you're supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he did it with the overhead. Yeah, but I'm, so glad, I'm, I'm glad I thought of that because I think that just came came this morning or last night, whenever it was. 
that that wasn't on the docket to talk about. What was on the docket to talk about while we was talking about football players from uh, um, um, Odell, Tantonio Brown. Now, look, yeah. a lot of people have been saying, so So Antonio Brown, he's a dude that was on the Raiders and wilding out. Well, it started, well you want me to document? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I don't even know it like that. I just know the wild um, stuff. Antonio Brown is a guy, I think, he, I want to say he was drafted like in the sixth round, like, but he ended up being one of the best receivers of all time. Yeah, he it picked up by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He um, years later, after going to the Steelers and cultivating his skills and becoming really good and nice, the best receiver in the league, um, he gets a big payday. And from that moment on, it seemed like he was a diva now. Um, after a game, he's on Facebook Live in the locker room. Anybody that's ever been in the locker room, locker room culture, cameras aren't allowed, bro. We don't do it. We just don't do it. We don't do it. There's stuff that goes on in the locker room that ain't but nobody's, there's nobody's business. And I don't really watch or pay attention to football, like I've said a few times. That was honestly, I heard Chad Johnson, they asked Chad Johnson one time, Ocho Cinco, who, his, who he thought the best receiver was. And if I'm not mistaken, he said Antonio Brown. So that was my first time really hearing his name because I don't watch football. And then the next time I heard his name was when he recorded the coach talking in the locker room. Yeah. Go ahead. And so... And so from there, that ended up he going he's going at the he's going at the coach he's going at the star quarterback he gets moved they they uh, send him to Oakland he gets another big deal um, he start acting up in Oakland he's like they find him for being late to something he put the letter on Instagram and he's just doing a whole bunch of stuff then he ends up with the Patriots of all places that he gets cut cost himself thirty million dollars with the Raiders and he gets picked up by the Pats by the Patriots he can't keep. They tell him, lay low, be chill, bro. Cool. He can't do it there either. He's had a lot of erratic behavior to the point that people are worried about this man, right? And now he's out. Speak to that. Go ahead. And now he's out here and he's yelling at his baby mom in the streets. There's a new allegation that he beat up a moving driver. Him and his, uh, him I and his, uh, him and his trainer. I want to say that's allegedly what he turned himself in for. Yeah, mm-hmm. him and his trainer jumped a moving truck guy, like beat him. When you get felony battery. You guys beat the hell out of this dude, bro. That's not like dude got in my face. I gave him an eye, Jimmy. Yeah, that's not right. that. It would just be assault. When yeah. Goes, when it turns to battery, that means like y'all, it y'all was felony battery. Y'all was he was hurt, time. bro. He needs to be hospitalized. You know what I'm saying? But he's a whole lot of erratic behavior. There's a lot, just a lot going on with him. Um, none of it makes sense. I think everybody cared, like to the point to where his agent has stepped away from him. Um. Teams don't want to touch. Some teams have kicked the tires on him, but the league has made it clear. Last season, homeboy wasn't going to play. Pick him up if you want. He's not going to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it's over. Not over. Like, his playing career ain't over. He's too good. Somebody will pick him up eventually. But he hasn't shown behavior that's going to get him back in the league, and that's why people think it's over for him. And with all this wild stuff he's been doing, they've been talking about CTE. He may very well have CTE. No. I, I personally think that every football player does. There's different levels of it, and they can't find out till you're dead and test your brain. But I think that every football player has it. But that's just me. That's my theory. You like you don't like what? How much do you think it takes? Like or a, a like, like you're saying every football. What about the guys that only started playing in high school? Like you think every single player in the NFL has CTE? Yeah. Wow. I so, think that they've played enough football to where they bang their head so enough you think, to where you think Derek has CTE. You think I have CTE because we both played pop Warner in high school. I think there's a chance that you guys might not, but I think that if you play long enough, Derek is our little brother. He'll tell you straight up. His hands still aren't like his hands used to be really shaky, and he 100% believes that's from playing football from fifth grade hit. 
yeah. to, to to his freshman year of college. He yeah. firmly believes that's why his hands are shaking yeah. because of football. Um, and so he may very well have CT. And because of you know the whole concussion thing, and shout out to Will Smith for making that movie, and uh, this this whole the 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 research on CTE, they did their job of sweeping it under the rug and not really speaking on it. So we don't really know how exactly how CTE affects the brain. We know it makes you like a little bit depressed. You impulse control, I guess, which would, I guess I guess would not I guess which would explain some of the things that he's done. But like you said, he didn't start wild until he got the bread, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's just ignorant. I I think I think he is stuck in at age 14 or 15. That's what I think. I think a lot of these people, a lot of these athletes, celebrities, actors, actors are a little bit different, but a lot of these celebrities that blow up super young, I believe that they behave the way they behave because they're just stuck in immaturity. And him especially, he's ignorant. Like, not like, oh, like some, some people, everyone's ignorant to something. Like, no, he is an ignorant person. If you watch the way he types on Twitter, you watch what he puts in his Instagram posts, the mm-hmm. way he, and, and granted, I, I hate typos. Like, I hate having typos. When I go back and read my tweets and my comments and stuff, I'll be like, man, I wish I can go back and correct that. Mm-hmm. He don't just be having typos, bro. I'm typo, God. It's full on. He don't know how to spell certain words. Mm-hmm. When he's speaking, he doesn't, he doesn't articulate himself very well. I just think he's, not very bright, not very intelligent, and stuck at age like 14 or 15. That's what I think. He may very well have CTE, but I don't think yeah. CTE is what's making him behave. No, I don't think I don't think it is either, but I don't I I agree with you. I think I don't think he's stuck at age 14 or 15. I think that their development is stunted. Um when you come into money or you come into means at a young age and you're a child star, um you you stop dealing with reality. You know what I mean? That's that's what I think. Um, but I think it's just a perfect potion of a lot of stuff, and it's easy to blame it on CTE. He gets hit in the head for a living. He got he had one real nasty hit against the. You know what I mean? It concussed him. He it was serious. It was serious. People thought he was gonna die. Like really, Vontez Burfick hit him in the playoffs a couple of years when he was with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and it was it was serious, bro. Like like it was one of those hits. Like it was like. Is he going to be all right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think it's a perfect potion. Like, when, it, when you know Antonio Brown's story, um, a lot of it makes sense. He comes from very impoverished area. His mom kicked him out the house when he was young. His dad wasn't around. And there are things that we can explain more because we don't fully know everything about CTE. But we do know the people that come from impoverished places and broken homes have trouble with alcoholism. And self-medicating with drugs and alcohol and all of that stuff. That's valid. I didn't I, know all that stuff about it. I think that it has more to do with that and being enabled at every step of the way because his talent was so immense. You let him get away with things. And now he's an adult and hasn't really had to deal with reality. And he's he's always gotten by on his talent. He didn't turn into an asshole. And that's what I mean. Not about, yesterday. And that's what I mean you about his I mean? maturity being stunted. Like he's, he's yeah. He didn't. I agree he, with you full heartedly. He didn't yeah. have to mature in that respect. Like he's a grown man. He makes all that yeah. money. He pays bills. He, I'm sure he takes care of a lot of his family. That's grown man stuff. You can't deny that. But we're talking about that doesn't mean you're a grown in man. In here, yeah. You know what that I'm saying? That means you have the means to do exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm sure. I'm quite sure. And I'm gonna bring up Bow Wow again. I'm people know I was a huge fan of him. I'm quite sure Bow Wow paid all his mom's bills and bought her a house and whatever car she wanted. In fact, she talks about it. He like a lot of this stuff that other people get are are. are go crazy over 
me and my mom was doing that when I was 15. Like, oh, y'all going crazy about a Bugatti? I had a Bugatti when I was 16. It doesn't phase me the way it phases other people. Mm-hmm. I'm saying all that to say, you're right. Bow Wow was taking care of his mom. Or you can take care of somebody at a certain age, but that don't make you grown. So I will retract that statement. I just, again, I don't think it's CTE. I don't. I, I, I don't either, but I do think that it plays a part. We've seen people with different levels, like Junior Seau, because of CTE, paid the ultimate price and took his life. That does, That doesn't mean CTE did it. But it didn't help him with dealing with his depression, with dealing with the life after football, to finding his next job, to feeling pressure of family and all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? CTE doesn't help that, but I don't think it's the reason. And I think it's I think that there's a lot of things that you could point to before CTE to explain why Antonio Brown's acting how he's acting. You know what I mean? Like at this point, he has to be held accountable for the things he does. You in the streets yelling at the police and yelling at your baby mama and all of this other stuff. You're acting like a fool. Yes, you are acting like a fool. CTE might play a part in where, like like you said, impulse control. He might not be able to <clears throat> always stop that. But at what point are you like, at what point are you not held responsible for even knowing that you have a problem and correcting it? You know what I'm saying? There comes a point to where, let's, say, let's take the instance of somebody being a drug addict. A loved one's a drug addict, right? At some point, everybody's got to say, I've done all I can. If you don't want to correct this, I can't be here for the full destruction of what you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? And Antonio Brown's at that point. CTE is a part of it. But if you're not willing to let people help you, your biggest advocate to get what you say you want back is the NFL. Your biggest advocate stepped away from you and said, go get help. I don't I don't agree necessarily with how his like. Your agent, they preach all this. I'll take care of you. I'm here for you. I'm in your corner stuff. And now that you're not making a whole bunch of money, he's stepping away. I think that looks funny. But maybe he's taking himself away to say, let me let him hit rock bottom. You, you know what I'm saying? Or it's maybe like, he's been behind. I don't know. That's, that's why I'm saying maybe. Or maybe he's been telling him, hey, yo, fam, you, you've been wild. Like, you got to stop doing that. Maybe he's been telling. No, him, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. saying. Maybe his agents is like, I've done all I can do, bro. There you go. You're gonna have to hit rock bottom before you're ready to start getting back up. I can see that. Let me. I'm your caveat to get back in the league. I'm stepping away. When you get help, he'll come back. Which I kind of think is nasty of your agent. Just be done with them. Don't say, I'm I'm out on you until you get your shit together. Then we can make some more money together. No, you know what I'm saying? I I don't like the look of it. Not when you're preaching that you want to be here for this guy. Like Drew Rosenhaus is a notable agent, bro. That's one way to look at it. He's had other people that have been in trouble. He hasn't stepped away. And that's what I'm saying. This is an extreme situation. Mm -hmm. This is an extreme situation where it's like, man, like Shannon Sharp said, all this ended up with there was a warrant out for his arrest. He's held up in his house. He's not coming out because he doesn't want to go turn himself in. It's like, you're playing a dangerous game, bro. They know that you're a gun owner. They know that you have concealed weapons. If they come in there, bro, it's going to be nasty. Don't make this a tragedy. You know what I'm saying? Get the help that you need. I think that maybe the NFL could do different things to help players with this stuff, but he's beyond anybody's help. You know what I'm saying? Like That sounds terrible, but he's beyond anybody's help. It's like, if you're not, like, at what point are you going to try to help yourself? And, and and that's why I say, like, CTE might not be helping. And but I think that everybody around for a long time, like, the Steelers, this is widely known, bro. They ha- The Steelers coach said they have a motto. We'll tolerate you, 
till we could trade you. So you 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 enable this behavior. Okay, that's not what that means. Enabling and tolerating are two completely different things. When you go without punishment or without correction, you're enabling. When when he's allowed to show up for stuff and not be fine when other players are fine, he's above the rules. But isn't that isn't that pretty much what every team does? Like we'll tolerate you until it's like to me that says, bro, like to me, and I could be wrong, to me that says we know all of y'all be wilding out. So we're we'll let you wild out up until a certain point. Well, and I, once you cross that point, we gotta get rid of you, fam. Which no, is understandable. No, no, no. That no, that's true. But on the way there, players get fined, they get suspended. You oh, know so what I'm saying? He's never they never find him or did anything. Um, I mean, he never missed no game because of disciplinary action until the very end with the Steelers. He never made it to a regular season game with the Raiders, and he played in one game with the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I think that ultimate I think that ultimately is a very very sad story, and that I that I as a football fan, somebody that watches and keeps up with like the storylines of football, this has a potential to end up very tragically. Um, and I don't like I, that. I agree with that. I don't. I don't I just want to make it like there's other stuff I want to make clear there's other stuff that you could point to well before CTE for why somebody coming from where he come from is dealing with alcoholism and dealing with this and doesn't seem to you know what I'm saying like we see child stars all the time they don't got CTE and what about all the football players that did play football and played a more violent position than him like linebacker or alignment that aren't acting a fool like this it ain't just CTE you know what I'm saying? It definitely, it's a, it's an ingredient. It's not the main one. That's that's what I'm saying. I think that, I, I think like, he's one of those people that I'm pretty sure everybody in the football world prays for, dude. This dude, like, it's not like he was burning out of the league. Like, this dude was at the top of his game. Putting up Jerry Rice numbers. You know what I mean? Like, he was the best receiver in the league. You know what I mean? Like, and then you go off the rails. Yeah, a lot of people are, especially if your talent has always been able to get you over, and now you're in a situation where people are demanding that you act right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just a lot. Um, I'm just, I like, things happen to people, and I'm not excusing that. Like you said, this is a perfect, I forget the word you mixed with, like, potion. There you go. I was going to say cocktail. It's a perfect potion. But I'm not absolving anybody of personal responsibility oh, and I'm accountability. Not. And that's like what you, that's why you I have to it. factor in, and that and that that leads me to to Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. They talk about they talk about how all of this happened, and all of this happened, and all of this happened. And I could be looking at it from a very not like privileged as far as money goes, but I was privileged and blessed enough to have two parents in the house that were God fearing and that you know had their head on straight and made sure that I have all of us had our heads on straight. Mm-hmm. And he apparently didn't have that. And so I don't I don't want to be, you know, insensitive to that or disregard that. But we got to have some personal account- accountability, too. Mm-hmm. Like, how long have you been alive? How long have you looked at the TV and seen people wilding out and have to pay for those consequences? You and, know what I'm saying? Yeah, my thing with Aaron, again, with CTE, CTE don't make people murderers. That, look, we don't know everything about CTE. We know that it doesn't help with impulse control and different things like that. It don't make people mad football players. Have CTE, bro. He none got, of them have murdered people. He got his friends together, lured this nigga somewhere, took him in the back, and killed him. That's not an impulse. That's a plan. Yeah, 
an impulse is we get Made into a, mad, we get I into a beat you, yeah. you push me I punch you grab my gun and then shoot you that's all stupid but you can you can argue that that's, that's an impulse, impulse yeah. control all of that he did that is an impulse mm-hmm. he made a plan and carried it out so you can say that CTE made him do that but that I, I'm not rocking with that I don't I don't like the attack and look this is gonna sound like somebody that's just flagging for the NFL and trust me I do not. And so it's very, it's very easy to throw it off on CTE, and it gives you like a clean reason. Oh, he's got CTE, so he does this, like with Antonio Brown and uh, Aaron Hernandez. Um, like I'm not gonna flag for the NFL; they do a lot of shit wrong, but it ain't that. You know, like you say, you didn't get a chance to watch the Aaron Hernandez doc. No, but I mean, I I know the story, and I did see the first doc. Just, I haven't seen the Netflix one. Just for clarity, we're talking about the Aaron Hernandez uh, Netflix documentary that just came out. Aaron Hernandez was a tight end for, I'm sure everybody knows, because, you know, for continuity. Aaron Hernandez was a tight end for the Patriots who uh, he killed, I think, two people in college and another person while, while he went Attempted pro. Attempted to know, kill him in college. There you go. Attempted to kill somebody. And that was brushed under the rug so he can go pro. And then while he was a pro, he killed Got somebody. And then, bro, you got, bro, you have to watch this documentary You've never you've never seen a woman hold their man down the way he did. I'm sure you've been seeing them memes like mm-hmm. get you something like bro. She went and got his gun case. He like told he like on, on, while he's in jail, like talked in code and was like, Oh, here's a box, I need you to da 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 never said a gun box or a gun case or nothing. Told her to go get rid of it. She got off the phone and there's there's they're idiots for not deleting all this like security footage from the house. But it's a full on video. Of her like having to pick up a garbage bag like this and walk it out the back door. And you like, bro, it looks like if I grabbed a garbage bag and put this table in there, you could fully see the print and outline of the table. And they're like, uh, is the is the is the gun box in there? She's like, Oh, I'm I'm not sure. He just told me the trash needed to be taken out, so I took it out. On the stand, fam. Mm. There's footage of him after he came back from killing dude. He's walking around. Didn't delete the security footage in his own house. There's footage of him walking around in his house with a gun in his hand. He's holding it by the barrel, though, so you can only see, like, the handle of it. It's mm-hmm. clear as day that it's a gun. And they, like, got it enlarged on the screen. They're like, is that a gun in his hand? She's like, I, I can't really tell. The picture's a little pixely. And then, like, you can only see one end of whatever item that is he's holding. You can't see the end of it, so it's not, it's not really clear for me to see if that's a gun or not. Mm. They're like... They did it. Everything would be like, my nigga, you know that's a gun in his hand. It, bro, bro, it looked it looked like if he was holding, if he was like, if he had it like this. Wait, is that a shoe? And we got cameras going. And it looked like, is that a shoe under his arm? Well, I can't see the back of it, so I'm not really sure yeah. what that is. That's what she yeah. did, fam. If you're listening to this, Mike has a shoe under his arm. as Like a football. Almost. Yeah. And you, and, you can't see the toe. You can clearly see the heel. Only see the heel. And they're asking, "Does your husband have a have a gun under his arm, or have a shoe under his arm?" Oh, I don't know. If it were a shoe, I'd be. I would know if I could see the toe of it. But it looks like I don't know what that is. I can't see the whole object, mm. bro. You've never seen nothing like that. That's why all the memes was going around. Like I, I, I couldn't mm. believe that. I'm like, and they didn't lock her up. But it was like, what can you do? You can't mm. see the inside of that bag. You can't see the other end of that object. Yeah. Man. She's not sitting up there lying. She's just not telling you what you know is obvious. Man. Yeah. And 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 she's giving it up to him on the phone. 
Every day when more FBI people are coming with warrants looking through the house, she tells him like, hey, guess what happened? She's like, oh, how you doing, baby? She's like, what you mean how I'm doing? Some more FBI people came knocking on the door because of some shit you did. What you mean how am I doing? And he's like, why are you wilding out on me? He's saying to her, like, why are you speaking to me? She's like, what do you mean why am I speaking to you like this? I'm in here with your kid and the FBI is knocking on the door. Like, what are you talking about? He And he says to her, I don't, I don't see how you be, I don't see how you could be so mad. You still have your freedom. And she's like, what? He's like, all right, all right, fam. Goodbye. He's like, no, it's not goodbye. It's always see you later. She's like, all right, we'll see you later. I'm getting off the phone. So she's holding it down in public. But then when she's talking to him, yeah, she's like, my she, nigga, yeah. look what you're putting me through. Yeah. Bruh, yeah. You, bruh, I've never seen it like that. <laughs> that that was remarkable to see. Again, another, another. I mean, we know the story. Aaron, he, he took his life, air quotes, when he was in prison. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and fam, like I, I got to get into it because you didn't see it. And then they go into him being gay and how he's been gay since high school or bisexual since high school and how he had a relationship with his quarterback. And the quarterback is on camera talking mm-hmm. like, yeah, we used to have sex, like not saying it that blunt, but like yeah. it was embarrassing because like, I mean, he's the star tight end. I'm the quarterback. What does that look like? He's a tight end. <laughs> what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And we're for these macho football players and. Had a had a had a had a, a boyfriend or, or a lover or something when he was in jail that little bit of time before he killed himself. Like, bro, what I didn't like though was that they spent more time. Oh, and they showed like how his dad was some big like macho dude that used to beat him and his mom. His family was known around from where he's from. Like, yeah, knew what time and was. so and again, like you say, it was a perfect potion for him to you know be off his rocker a little bit. But I I don't nah, bro. It it I I would I would. Say all of his upbringing and all of that was the cause of his actions before mm-hmm. I'll say CTE. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I would say this as well. Like, yeah, there's there's a certain type of person that plays football at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And if you had to, if you had to like, if you had to type them, it's macho, aggressive people that don't mind hurting you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people, like, they could probably kick somebody's ass. But the thought of really hurting somebody prevents them from doing what damage they probably could do. 100%. So, people, you could categorize, in general, football players as abusers, physical abusers. They're not all murderers. They all bang their heads for a living. They're not all murderers. Again... CTE is a, it's very, oh, he has CTE, so he did this. It doesn't excuse anything. You still, like, you can be sick and be held accountable for your actions, especially when they're that extreme. If if there's somebody with a mental illness out here and they're holding up and being belligerent in a store, they're going to say, okay, this guy needs help. If he then pulls out a knife and slashes the throat of the clerk, he's going to get his help in a cell. We're going to have some people come talk to you while we're keeping you away from the rest of the sensible world. You know what I'm saying? Which was clearly Aaron Hernandez. You know what I mean? I, I don't like. Like, even with the first doc that came out, like closer to the time, like all this ran, all this was going on or at the aftermath of all this. I. Everything I hear from the doctor was playing is like they're trying to almost humanize it. I don't like I don't like that aspect of it because there are victims in this, bro. This shit ain't victimless. 
and you out here trying to make it seem like there's a reason for the reason. Like there's a there's a reason there's an explanation for why he took away my loved one. Nah, 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 bro. Don't 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 hit me with that. Stop that. There's never gonna it's never gonna be okay. There's never gonna be a reason that that is cool. What he did. He's not a victim in this, bro. He's not. He's not. A lot of foul shit happened to him, bro. He getting beat up. He felt like he had to be in the closet. All of this other stuff. All of that. All of that shit is foul. That's stuff that other people deal with and they don't kill people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like every person of color in this country is oppressed. Does that give us the right to go out here and start doing wild shit? We'd be like, yo, man, he did this because he was oppressed and he just couldn't. It don't make it okay, bro. I mean, perfect example. Delonte West. Yeah. I mean, granted, he didn't play a a violent sport where he's banging his head every day, but he was clinically diagnosed bipolar and I believe schizophrenic. He's not out here killing people. I mean, he got in a fight on the street the other day. He didn't kill anybody. People fight every day. Hmm. He didn't kill anybody. How do you How do you feel about that? Do, oh, this is something I wanted to talk about. I forgot. I'm glad we stumbled upon this. It's actually dope. Um, how do you Do you feel like it's the NBA's job to like maybe give some assistance or help Delonte West get right? Yes, but for one reason. They're all there, they have things like NBA cares and all these different things that they do for that reason, for that reason. Now, if you work at Bank of America and you fall on hard times, and even if you became the CEO of Bank of America and you made millions of dollars working mm-hmm. for Bank of America mm-hmm. and you fall on hard times, you go crazy, you're living on the street now, it is not now Bank of America's job or their responsibility to help you get back on your feet. That's your job. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be consistent with that. The NBA, they obligated no should their morals step in and make them do that especially with all of the different organizations that they already have in place and all the different things that they all all the the philanthropic work that they always already do Mm -hmm. then i feel like yes but before i feel like it's the nba the association's responsibility Mm -hmm. i feel like it's his former teammates responsibility if you love him and you care for him if this is a brotherhood, how you said, right? Yeah. And from what everything I looked into it, like I read, I read, like I, I read an article, um, because he's living, he's living on the streets in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I read a thing that I read a thing that said people like have been seeing him on the street for like two years now. Oh yeah, they'd be like, oh yeah, Delonte be over there. Somebody go I, get him. Nobody that plays for the Dallas Maverick knows that. Mark Cuban doesn't know that. Like, so, like I'm not saying the in the NBA. I'm not saying the NBA. Maybe the players' association. Maybe they have a responsibility too. Maybe, maybe yeah. So yeah, you know what? I I believe that. I believe that the players' association has a responsibility there, not the NBA. The players' association. Does. I think. I, I think, think so. that's a. I think that's especially a, if he was a part of the, the the players' association and paying his dues and doing all that. Well, they all do. They they have to. Like it's it's, it's everyone like, has to be a part of the players' association. I I'm, thought I thought it was like like a union almost. Like you can be a part of the union or not be a part of. You know more than me. I'm just asking. There's few guys that want to operate outside of it. It's the voice that speaks for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so then it, so it is act- their form of a union, but they do like you want to have that protection. You don't want to be going against the league by yourself. More so than like what a union does. A union is like it, it's almost like insurance with a regular job. It's like if something happens. You know what I'm saying? Your terms and everything on a regular job, those are already spelled out when you sign the paperwork. The NBA is ever-changing. And the players' union is there to make sure you know what's coming down the pike, to speak for you, 
Because we're constantly in negotiation with these guys. I think the Players Association does have some type of, of obligation to step in there. I think the one player, and I'm not trying to be funny, I'm just being open, honest, and ca- and candid. I think the only player that should not care is LeBron. Everybody else, because that's just too big a violation. Like, I, I'm not... I'm, that, if that is true. If it, And I believe it is. Because yeah. I, I saw another documentary where he was like, he was saying that's why he didn't name his son after him because he was like everything that I've been through in the league. He, and he even said in the documentary that was like while he was still playing, he was like, oh, people saying stuff like, oh, that's Delonte West Jr. His dad had sex with LeBron James' mom. He himself said that. In the, and I ju- this has been out for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I just saw it the other day when all this stuff came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even really like saying that because that's, that's the nigga's mom. I might even, I'm, I'm going to take that out. Um, but LeBron is the one player that I feel like is like, I'm nah, he can, he can, whatever happens to him could go ahead and happen to him. I would, I may feel a way about it, but I can't be mad at you yeah. for feeling that way. I think, but I think the Players Association does have some type of an obligation to, to help him out. I just don't know what that help looks like. I don't like. Get him, get him some, get him, get him in a mental health facility. That's it. If. Now, if, now if he doesn't want to stay. Yeah. And, and if that, he leaves on his, if he feels like, if he leaves before it's his time and he walks out because they can't like, yeah. if he wants to leave, he can leave. You know what I'm saying? So if, if they help him get, if they help get him there and then he leaves and it's like, all right, bro, like we tried. Even then I feel mm-hmm. like you should try and maybe go help him again. He's not in his right mind. But after you've, mm-hmm. you've put your resources together, which wouldn't take much, all these niggas is millionaires and the players yeah. association has millions of dollars. You can easily get him somewhere. Yeah. I feel like that should happen. Now, if he leaves on his own, then that's a different thing. I don't think that they I don't think that they have to do nothing for nobody. I think I think um and I kinda feel like you like feel this too, like it would be a good look if they did that. It would be a kind gesture. Like I, I don't think I'm putting I, I myself that, in their shoes. And this I'm putting this myself saying, in their shoes. I think they're I trying to make me, I would feel like I have to. So do you do that when an NBA player is going broke or has a failed business or do you only do it when they're extremely out here and it's public? You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's a bunch of NBA players that if they do that, they're going to say, well, I want some help too. I got three failed businesses after my career. That's different. You know what I'm saying? Like he has, he has something in his mental that isn't working correctly. He has something that hasn't been properly dealt with. That's different. Your failed business. And especially if you still like your failed business, we can, we can, we can figure out, we, I'm pretty sure we could look through all the inner workings of these businesses that you started and figure out why they didn't work. Like even when, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but it's kind of the same. When Sway was talking to Kanye about, he's like, he's like, I did do what you did. I did put up my own money to start a clothing line, and I lost, I lost thousands of dollars on a smaller scale. And he's like, but it ain't no Ralph though. It's like we can look into Sway why you, why that didn't work out, and if it was your fault, it's just your fault. A mental, a mental problem isn't his fault. That's something he was born with. And I. I I feel it. So I he just, needs help, and if he hasn't gotten that help, then someone should help him. I just think that I, it, I think that there's a that lot of things. Okay, so like, let's say, I mean, I just I, a bad example, yeah, like so. we're bringing up a lot of hypotheticals, but I, I'm saying, like, let's say a basketball player gets to a domestic dispute, and he says, "Oh, I wasn't mentally right." Like, I think it's a slippery slope when you're saying, "Like, yo, I think they should." It would be kind if they did. It would. It would be. It would be extremely kind if they did. It ain't their job to get nobody right. It, it's not. It ain't even their job to try. It would be a good look. And that's why I said I'm putting myself in there. Mm-hmm. The way my the way the way my morals and my values and beliefs are set up. There's certain things that I feel like I have to do, 
And then there's certain things that I feel like I absolutely cannot be a part of. If I if I see somebody that I once called my brother, and we just spoke about somebody who I like, I was like, I don't care if we ever are ever cool again. Mm-hmm. But I once called him my brother. If he falls on hard times, I'm gonna help him in that hard time. And after that hard time, if I feel like I don't want to deal with him anymore, then I'm not gonna deal with him anymore. But if I once called you family, I gotta be there, bro. Mm. Even if, like I said, even if I help you, you get back on your feet, and I'm like, all right, fam, yep. take it easy. Don't call yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there, there's some type be of well. there's some yeah. type of an obligation there. Same way when I was I was just talking to the dude that um has got a contract from me from a uh, a media platform out in L.A. to film the rest of Mikey Williams games mm-hmm. I was telling you about. And he and I were t- I was telling him how uh, <laughs> I was telling him how a certain travel ball team out here leapfrogged another one as far as like being the best out here because they put their team on the right circuits and they got the right branding and all that. Like 10 years now, and he was like, he was like, oh, that's the dude that be, he knew the whole jump. Mm-hmm. He's all the way out in LA. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's the dude that be doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, fam, mm-hmm. I didn't know you know that. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I was like, I have, I know, I know people personally and I have friends that they left their kids in that program after that happened. I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people involved on both sides, so I'm, forgive me. I got to keep y'all in the dark on this one. I can't. I can, but I'm not going to give the dirty details. It'll be irresponsible. Extremely irresponsible. But I was saying to him, I was like, bro, the people that I know personally and the morals that they claim to stand on and what, what they claim to, to, to believe in and what's most it important to them. Funny. When I when when I saw that they left their kids in that program after all that, all, after all that wild went down, it made me look at them a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing that all up to say, I said to him in the conversation, I don't care what that club does. I don't care how many kids they send D1 or to the Ivy League. When that happens, me and mine are getting the hell out of Dodge. There's certain things that my morals just don't line up with, fam. And there's certain things that I can't risk. And, there's, and, and, and this is my thing with Delonte West. Like, that's why I say it would be kind. Because... Now, if Delonte West, let's say they do get him some help, and he ends back out on that, on that, in that life, do they have to do it again? Because morally, you would be in the same place. You could say, "I tried once already," but if you got that love, if you once called him this, you know what I'm saying? It's like it, it's right, just a but, dance. But and now, that- if they start doing that, every player that seems to have a problem, I'm not saying a, a problem like Delonte's. Right. I'm not I'm not saying he's I'm not going to act like he's the only only player that is, has those kind of issues and that has ended up in that kind of life. We hear about these stories all the time. They're just not Delonte West. They're not just out here and it's not a video and getting in fights and shit. And you know he, what I'm saying? It's like I like it would be nice. I'll just leave it at that. It would be nice if the NBA would do something. It would be nice if the player association or an individual player or organization or whoever. It would be nice if they me. did that. But that's going out on a serious limb that's setting a precedent for a business that runs in a public in a public face that is setting a precedent if you come on hard times and you have these kind of problems we will lend a hand and that's dang that to me that's dangerous like you open yourself up to be having to help a lot there's, there's probably if, if that happened we probably hear about a ton more stories than that like, would be like I, I i think it would be commendable but you can't get everybody right and now and now it's like the family member how much do I help you before I got to step away? Well, and then, you're going to get killed for stepping away. Okay, well, to, okay. so then let's go into not rescue mode. Let's go into preventative action mode. 
Why don't these teams? That's different. Why that's don't, different. Why don't the okay? Oh, and, and if that's one way to help, we get Delonte. We we get him the help he needs, and then we start the conversation of the NBA needs some therapists on staff. Maybe not if every team doesn't have one, then maybe the league has like five or six. Well, now they now they do. And and that's what I'm okay. Well, since Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan and other people, come and that's out another now. thing I was going to say. Delonte West came up in an NBA and in a time where. People didn't talk about those types of problems. Yeah. Shout out to people like, you know, like like Charlemagne, and he, he's the one that comes to mind right away. But there, there's a lot of people now, like like even Jay-Z on, in 444. He, he was saying, talking about how he went to therapy and all this stuff. Like, I mean, it was probably like marriage counseling and relationship therapy. Yeah. But people are more open about the fact that they go about to therapy their, now. About, about their struggles, period. And about yeah. just mental health, period. Like, yeah. I've heard, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it would have been dope if... We could have got some of that. I mean, Mac Miller's thing was more drugs, but if we could have, I'm pretty sure some of that was yeah. some of that could have been helped with that. Well, you hear it in the music. He was crying out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's and like I said, shout out to the people who are being like, no, like no, bro, go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. But Delonte came up. He didn't come up in that time and in that NBA. And I think though, like you're right. You can't you can't go and help everybody. But I think like to get back to the question you said about like, oh, what if what if he ends up back out there? And it's like you you don't. I don't want to, it sounds bad like you're just turning your back on them, but how many times have we, mom would say it all the time, you hear people say you can't help people who don't want to help themselves. No, but You look like you want help. You look like you need yeah. help. And we provided it now. And now you're back on Make this trail again. Yeah. Did Do no, you want it? Did but, you really want it? Like no, what's and, going on here? And I agree. And I think in a in an interpersonal relationship, that's cool. I think that when you're a business and you're a business that is so public facing, it everything you do is a precedent. Mm. That's why everything's a negotiation and discussion with them because they know as soon as this hits, this is the standard home, mm. and we need to make sure we get this right. So going out and helping Delonte, although all, would be nice, would be great for him, might not be great for us because how many players are out here broke, desolate, and mental problems that we don't know about, and then now are going to come out. And now, now the media is going to be looking for these guys. And now we got to extend the arm to all of them. Is that so wrong, though? I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm saying as a business, that's something you got to think of every time you do it. And and business wise, it would say. And that's yes, why, it is wrong. We got to spend money to do all this and shit. And that's why I said put both things in place. Have 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 have. Pla- I don't want to say platforms, but have resources for the players who are already all jacked up but then also put more things in place to prevent it from happening mm-hmm. i think that's the solution no i think i think that's the solution too and i'll say this about the nba it is wrong 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 if this doesn't spur them to put in programs or to do certain things like i've thought forever forever and you can vouch for this i thought forever that the nba should be putting a percentage of their money away that they can't even touch to their retired yeah You've been very consistent with that since like middle school. Because now if Delonte gets out on that, he wasn't even able to spend all his money up. Mm-hmm. There is something there that his family maybe has, maybe his maybe his wife or whoever, whoever else has access to his money. Now they have something to pull from. But then what if you're somebody what if you're somebody like like D Wade or like LeBron who's like, look, fam, I got this. I'm gonna invest my money very wisely. I don't need you to do nothing for no. me. That's fine. We're still going to do it. 
No, I no, think like, I know. No. I I, th- I disagree. I think what should be done there is, and there, and from what I understand, Stephen A. and other people, they do have those things where like they talk to the rookies about staying away from certain things, oh, yeah. not engaging in certain things, and putting your money up. But, maybe there needs to be more of that, but or I'm, maybe some type of financial consultant on no, each team. Maybe no, that's a lot. No, but no, I mean, I mean like, they all have got, financial advisors as soon as they get into all that money, and I. I think that I think that and the, still people getting jacked up. Then people ain't got their best interest. If we're no, talking about what the NBA should do, if the if we're going to talk about what the NBA should do, and we're going to assume that the NBA is going to have the best interest, then I think that's what should be done. Because we've I, all, we've already they, seen these players have but, agents and, and financial people screw well, them. Well, they and I mean, you always run that risk. And they also talk to them about. They give them a book. Damon's told me this when he was trying out for teams. Hand them a book. These are the chicks. This is where they be at. This is what they into. That it's also in there. Why you should stay away from them. They're trying to get you. And all these niggas you got. You know what I'm saying? So there's a certain amount that it's gonna happen, but just because people are gonna make mistakes. Some people don't care. They go, they gonna roll the dice. It ain't gonna be me. You know what I'm saying? So I think that at least if you put money away, it. It's not hurting a nigga that makes a couple million dollars. A hundred grand, maybe a year, is put put away, or maybe a million, depending on how big your contract is. But a percentage of it is put away that you can't touch. We're gonna make sure that when you leave this league, you're going to have something. It ain't gonna be on us. Why you broke? I just don't think that's realistic because it's their money. You can't you can't put you can't put a grown person's money away for them. You can maybe say, hey, look, we have this. Maybe that maybe that's what should be done. Maybe they should tell them, like, hey, look, we have this program to where, like, if you decide you want to be a part of this program, a portion of each game check you get gets put away and you don't get to touch it until year X, I mean, Y, and Z. I, maybe that should be in place, but nothing that's, like, mandatory, obligated that you can't touch this. It should be an option because you can't, tell, you can't yeah. tell a grown person what to do with their money. I, I agree with that, but it would be different if – if they're getting paid fifty k a year, is making a hundred grand a year? Nah, that, that's, diff- that's 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 us being broke, Sam. No, no, no. I I feel what you're saying. I understand when you have something like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, pe- like people people with money, they do this shit. They put money in a savings account in their bank. In the type of savings that it is, their bank says, "Yo, you put your money in here. We, we can't let you touch it for ten years. We agreed on this." But that's money that they made and then took to the bank. No, but I'm saying that's if, not their no, job. But I, no, but I'm saying if this is in the contract and you sign it, you've just signed for us to push a part of that over. I agree with and that. And it's I, fine. And, like, okay, and now guess, if you want it, I'm sorry. We negotiated this, bro. I was, spe- I was speaking to the dealing first with point. your next contract. I was speaking to the first point you made about something like where they absolutely cannot touch it, and it's like it's not even a negotiation. You sign this contract, this a percentage of each check goes there, and you don't have a say. You can't do that. Now again, that, I mean, that, that sounds that sounds like more like you were more like what 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 I suggested. But it's like, look, we have this program in place to where if you put a piece of each game check here, or at the end of every year when you're doing your taxes, you put some money here, and you can't touch it. Like that's what Iverson did, but no, he did it on his own. No, but this, but this is what I'm saying is, I think it's different when shit you don't allegedly. Know. I don't know that for sure. You, you know, I, I just. I, I don't know. I don't think I just I mean, I'll say my hard line would be for various reasons. Like, I don't I don't think it's nothing like the the NBA being evil or nothing like that is just fam. We can't be in the business of trying to save every player that ends up on hard time. That is a daunting task. We got a lot of shit to do. We got a lot of shit to do. We got a lot of shit we trying to do. And to be honest, 
we paid you motherfuckers a lot of money. I can't help you if you if you trick it all off. Like, I'm sorry that you're in that spot. I'm sorry that you have those problems, bro. And I really, really want to help. But what am I supposed to do? Get you in a mental spot? What if you get back out there? I'm supposed to do it again? Like, it, it just becomes like I'm I'm thinking as a I'm trying to think as a business. They gotta think not just about Delante. They gotta think about how many cases are out there that they don't know about. And now we're obligated. Now we just said a president that we're gonna go out there and we're gonna extend the hand. What a couple times we get bit. We can't be doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the just the the business model will be like, huh? Like that's why I said it'd be nice. It would be nice. Okay, I look at it like this: You're a coach, a women's coach, a girls' coach mm-hmm. at the high school level. How many times have you told me that you've told your players, "I don't want you to be at no party wilding out. I don't want you to be doing nothing stupid." But if you find yourself in a situation where you can't get yourself home or you can't drive right now because you've been doing things you shouldn't be doing, I'm going to lecture you while I'm driving you home. But come and call me and I'll come and get you home. Right. How many times do you think that'll happen? You'll always do that. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't think you'll do that 10 times and be like, yo, I can't keep helping these girls, man. She's going to have to get her drunk ass home by herself. But no, but that's, that's not going to happen. But, no, but that's They're going to continue saying. to help. Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The NBA doesn't want to be in a situation where they have to continually do that. You know what I'm saying? I've made the decision for myself that I will always be that person. Also, though, you've also told me that you told those players, if I find out you're doing this, I'm going to deal with you in practice, and you're probably not going to play. That's something in place to prevent it. You're putting the prevention in place, but you're also offering the help. Mm. That's all I'm I'm suggesting that the NBA does. And and that's what I'm saying. And that's for me as an individual. For a business entity to say, this is what we're going to do. I, I'm down with the preventative stuff. But just to say that we're going to, we'll extend the hand. And if you do it again, it ain't it ain't on us. Like, it's dangerous. You're going to get killed for that. Like, they got to work. They got to work in the media. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to get killed for that shit. If Delonte ends up back there, people will say, well, why don't they be doing this? You know what I'm saying? They don't, those are all things that they just, they'd rather not do. I don't with. think so. I don't, I don't. Oh, I don't, yeah. I think I for I sure think they any, would. Okay. But those, those are going to be ignorant people saying that. I think. Oh, any, nah. I think any, no, bro. It'll be on, a bro. fair question. Come it will be bro. a fair question. It, well, why wouldn't you do it this time? Because you did it before. Well, you did it the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, it'll, that, that's a fair question. Even if you dislike it or sure. the answer is like, you might not like the answer. It is a fair question. To I ask. guess it can be. I guess it is a fair question to ask. But then when you when, when, when but then when, when the answer is. I've helped him. To, like, do I have to keep doing this for the rest of his life, or is he taking advantage of me now? I think you would ask your, your the girls on the team the same thing. Like, or do you really do you really need my help, or is it like is this a mistake that you keep making, or is this what you do because you know Coach Steph is going to bail you out? Those are two different things. I've offered the help. I keep helping. No. You don't want to help yourself. And I'm saying to get to that point, the NBA has to keep extending themselves, and players retire, players get cut. Every every year, they could have ten I, cases of that a year or none. Myself, in a, I in don't, a given year, I don't with, with it with an organization like the NBA and all the money they have. What's up? Oh, we got plenty of time. You see that eight oh six hours? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, bugging. We got hell. That's why I got all excited. Yeah, when I, yeah we got plenty of time. Um, dang, what was I saying? You're saying that's why you don't get all. You said you were. That's why you don't get all excited. No, no, no my, my bad. That's what you're talking about the time. Um. You were saying that's because I I had just said that they'd have to extend themselves every time. Like, and I made that decision for me mm-hmm. that I will do that for my players. But that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. I jumped back. In that's what I was saying. I don't want to lose it again. Um, I don't, I don't 
with, with the NBA and how big of a platform it is and how everybody knows about the NBA and how dope they are and all the money and all the resources they have, I really don't envision a situation to where they help get somebody on their feet. I could see I could see it happening and then they're back out there. I think, though, maybe you say the NBA shouldn't have to do it twice. Some people need that kind of help. But I, I don't see I don't honestly don't see a reality where they get Delonte West the help he needs. He's back out there wilding. They help him again, and then he goes back to wild out. I, I don't see that happening. I don't. Now, and now, now, in your defense, the NBA has to look at that and be like, well, what if we help him and he keep going back? We just got to help this nigga for the rest of his life? It's a valid question. But then my response to that would be is, do we really think that's what's going to happen? Me, Like I said, I might be naive, and if I had a business, I'd be throwing away all kind of money and resources trying to help everybody. But I would try to help. Yeah, and uh, I just like, and I wouldn't. And understandable because of that risk, not because of lacking compassion. Nobody's looking at Delonte West and saying, "Come on, bro, get put, put yourself up by your bootstrap." This nigga clearly needs help. You know what I'm saying? Who's the person to give him the help? I'm if I'm the I'm a let's the NBA ain't gonna do it. So let's just talk about the player association. If I'm the head of the Players Association and I'm sitting at the head of the table, I'm saying we can't put ourselves at this kind of risk. How many other players are out here like this? We know about Delonte. How many others are out here? And are we going to help all of them? And if they slip again or if Delonte slips again, are we going to help again? What's the cap on when we're going to stop and how do we get out of that clean? Without no backlash, without nobody asking us questions that we'd rather not answer. The answer is don't help them. We've done a lot for you, Delonte, and we tried to help you along the way. We put measures in place, and because of this situation, you know what? Players of the future, players to come, we have more. Look at him as an example, and this is why we have this shit here. This is why we have this shit here, because you don't want to end up Delonte. If if you're dealing with something mentally, go talk to the therapist we have on staff. If you're not comfortable with that, come talk to us behind closed doors. We'll get you private help, because... I think that's a slippery slope too. Like, and this just opens up a this just opens up like a lot of different conversation. Like, I think it's although I'm down for the NBA to have to have people on staff that the team could talk to, I also see the flip side of that of you work for us, bro. You work for the team. What did he tell you in that meeting? No. Yeah, you might be bound by confidentiality, but no. I sign your check. Nope. Oh, bro, you don't think people will put that kind of pressure on a therapist? I think it happens all the time. I think that's wrong. Oh, it is wrong, but I, I think I can see the, the devil side of it. Yeah, we're giving you help, but I might, me personally, like, I don't want to go tell that the person I mean, employed. It's I the guess. same thing with team doctors. You're incentivized to get them back out there, not necessarily have their best interests at heart. You're a doctor, and you're supposed to have their best interests at heart. But the person that signs your checks is telling you they got to play. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's dangerous. So we have a therapist on staff if you're comfortable doing that. And if you're not, we'll help We'll help you give you options of people that you could talk to. I think and that, then you could go talk to them. I think that, and we're not paying those people. I think the furthest that should go is the therapist saying, I don't think he's ready to get back on the court yet. I don't think he's in a mental space that suggests that he's ready to be playing basketball at the highest levels or maybe out 
just living life, period. I'm now, just talking about the, the potential for that pressure. I feel you. I, again, I, I, think think there's some teams. I think that's where it should stop. Is he good enough to hoop? No, he's not. Okay, that's all you need to know. You don't need to know exactly what's well, no, said no. in there. I, I mean, that no, no, purpose. no, we don't. That's no, why they a lot don't. For a lot, especially black people, that's why a lot of black people didn't even want to go to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Number one, we don't believe in it. And then it's like, man, this doctor going to be telling everybody my business. Yeah. No, and I think that that's... Um, it should be, is he ready to hoop or is he not? And I that's, feel that's you. all the team should no, know. No, I feel you. They don't need the deeds. I feel you, bro. I just don't think that that's reality, that they're not going to want to know more. I don't, like... Of course, the no, no, and I'm saying the potential for that pressure on a therapist, which I agree that they need to have people on staff that if like when we're on road trips, there should be somebody mentally checking these dudes health. Living in that kind of spotlight, doing all that, I ain't never done. it. I know the pressure that I feel working in a small town of Ramona, the pressure that I feel to live up to what they think that I'm capable of. And there's been nights, and I'm going to just keep it a bean. There's been nights this season because we're struggling that I've come home and have really, really felt it. It would have been nice to have somebody to go talk to, bro. But I don't want that person working for nobody in Ramona. I don't. Because you're inclined to tell them. And they can say, oh, it's confidential, all of that. Whatever, bro. Tell somebody a secret. You really expect them to keep just that? No, now. there's few people that I think will do that. I think you're one of those people. I think my wife's one of those people. I think Derek's one of those people. Isaac's one of those people. That's it. That's it, bro. Mom's going to tell dad. Dad's going to tell mom. Bree going to tell our male. It's just they care about me. They want other people to be like, yo, something's wrong with Steph. They might do it out of kindness or their heart, but I don't want to get now, bro. And now, now you take that same, you take that same idea and you put, not only is that person, they want to know because they, hey, I made an investment here. I, re- I cut your checks. Don't tell me nothing. Let me see your notes. To kind you of, know what I'm saying? Kind of, it's, it's a lot. To kind of like move, leave it on this topic for yeah. a minute, to kind of move away for a little bit. That exact point, what you just said about like everybody, and I learned that not really the hard way, it's just something that like, that I noticed over the time. Everybody has a go-to person mm-hmm. and you, no matter everybody, you could tell them. They could tell you, I'm not going to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. They have at least one person mm-hmm. that they're going to tell it to. Bro, a perfect example. And, that, I don't and, that, tell and you that's no- why I don't, and that's why I don't give like, I. for number one, when someone tells me a secret, it's between us. Like I, I have, like, and I've told you this before when I was in high school, especially because I was, everybody was growing growth spurts, getting muscles and everything. And I was still 4'11", weighed 80 pounds when we was a freshman in high school. And I was all getting girls. And so... The only the only attention I got from girls at that time they would just confide in me and tell me stuff like stuff going on <laughs> yeah. in their house or what was yeah. going on with their boyfriend. This stuff that's happened that I still have never told a soul. And I can tell you right now, I'll never see these people again. And I've yeah. never told a soul. And you know what I'm saying? And, and that's so, and, and I, I just don't. I agree and, with you though. I, yeah. I don't. That's and why I don't tell it, my business. It's just it's just to it's just to the point, bro. Like, and I feel like if I told you, don't tell nobody. I'd have to specify, including Keisha. Because, uh, number one, when I, like, me and Bert have both done this. We've told people, like, I've told Isaac, he's told me stuff, don't tell nobody. I'm like, bro, you do understand. Like, you tell me something heavy, that's a lot of pressure for me to hold that too. I'm going to tell my wife, bro. She's not going to tell nobody, dog. Like, I got to be able to get that off too. You know what I'm saying? If I told you something, I expected you to tell I don't care that Keisha knows. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I expect that. And now you put in the element that they're cutting your check 
and they're incentivized. Like the team might want to have your best interest at heart, but they also want to get return on their investment. I'm paying you a lot of money, Kevin Love. I know you're going through it. When are you going to be ready? You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's unfair. I don't think it's unfair. It's I think unfair. I think it's I think it's like the nasty part of doing business at that level. That's the nasty side of the NBA. But I don't I think the yeah. I don't think that it's unfair. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think that it's unfair. I think the list that you could go to that it could potentially go to is why I don't like it. But I do there isn't there like if it were me. And this is me speaking from the kindness of my heart. Um, if I own a team, I'm going to ask. If I own a team, I'm not asking nobody shit. Um, it's going to be mandatory that there's a therapist on every road trip. It's going to be mandatory. That person's in the office every day and getting paid a salary. Do not come to me and say that you're dealing with something. And now it's a problem. I think if it were me, I'd go have, to them and talk to somebody. I'd have the therapist in town. Like if if we're if we're the Houston Rockets, we have a therapist that's in Houston because you may no, you, you may you may, to, yeah. you may work. Somewhere. You don't want to be walking out the walking out the therapist and somebody else is walking. Right. You, you, and you may you may be the team's therapist, but you may work at a doctor's office here in Houston as well. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I think, and, and and maybe it should be a part of it to where if you if if you 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 play for Houston, but we're in Utah. When we land in Utah, if you really need to speak, then you can speak to the therapist that Utah has on staff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that. But I don't. I don't think we should make the therapist travel. That's, that's but see, I, I yeah, no, I, no, no, I, no, you traveling? I feel it. You traveling? Team doctor, dude. Because Team doctor, yeah. I feel because it. again, I cut the check. I feel it. Get on the plane. Right. We paying. We paying you enough where you don't need to do nothing. I feel it. I feel Get it. on the plane. I feel it. My investment yeah. needs somebody to talk to. You're right. Get your ass on the plane. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Scoop. But, but and that's why I say it. it'll also be the same thing. It's like, what do you say to you? And you what, know what I mean. And what you're saying about my investment is why. How do I say that? It should be. It should be more than just it's my investment. Oh, and, for sure. And that's why. And that's why. And that's. I'm just. Should, I'm talking about I the hate. harshest. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying. Okay. I think there. I think there are people that own teams that care about their players. Like you know Mark what I'm Cuban. saying. You know what I'm saying. Mark Cuban clearly. He clearly cares. And even if he doesn't care, he does a good job making it look like he does. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that too. But even if he doesn't, right. he makes it a good look. You know what I mean? But there are those people that's going to say, yo, yo, fam, like, I, I'm I'm paying a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah, we, we can move on. Like, we've been here for a minute. But like, I, I can see I can see how that gets that gets clouded. But, yeah, uh, prayers up for Delonte West. Um I hope he does get the help that he needs. It's clearly not just financial. You know what I mean? Like, oh, did you hear, though, before we leave, the cop that recorded him has got, like, suspended or fired or something like that. Like, he's under review or something like that. He should be fired. Yeah, and if people are just talking like, yo, that's Delonte West from the listening. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows who this is. It's different if that's your body cam. He should be fired. You sit up recording. Yeah, you sitting up here recording that man. That's on your pride. That you are public. At that point, that's your. That's your. You can't even property. do that at work. Yeah, you can't even do that at work. You can't pull out your phone and record something. Like, oh, I mean, I never been a cop in any job I ever had. You know, yeah. you got your phone in your hand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, while we're talking about Delonte West, former NBA player, let's talk about a couple future NBA players. First, let's start with Bronny. My niggas throwing orange pills at him when he's just trying to hoop, man. Um, that's crazy. Because fans are stupid. 
And I don't think it was that kid. Oh, I think it was that kid. I think I mean, I think it was a kid. The kid came out and said he's a LeBron James fan. He's a Bronny fan. He called his name and he didn't turn around, so he tried to get his attention through an orange pill at him. Okay, I didn't um, hear all of that. I just seen the, I just seen the beginning of a little apology. Yeah. I thought it was like an adult and like to save face, he like made his kid. How do How do you okay. feel How do you feel about um, LeBron's response to that? Remind me what he said, because I don't fully remember. Um, LeBron said... This nigga Dame had 50. LeBron, he, he, he tweeted, hate doesn't have an age limit. Um, James gang, we're built for this. Um, I'm always going to have your back, son. And then when I asked about it, like, it was pregame or postgame, he said, um, he said, um, I mean, people are crazy. People do crazy things. I would love to see him do that when my son's paying attention. I think, I don't okay, let me ask the question in a different way. Do you think that LeBron James making his son a social media sensation has put any fuel on that fire? Because he is that. a freshman on a nationally ranked team that doesn't play a whole bunch, that don't get crazy stats, but he's bigged up to be a star, which he very well might be. But I think that I think that the fanatics like the like the fanatics come out because he's a social media star. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan had kids and they wasn't blown up like a different time. But there's other players that are that are in this era. Yeah, no, yeah, but I'm saying Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan could have blown him up as big as he was more fucking Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? But there's a reason why some people don't talk about what their kids are doing. You know what I'm saying? Matt Barnes is very open about and. I've never I, well actually I've seen his kids play once. They were at the same tournament as us. They're all right. You know what I'm saying? I so. think though that if Michael Jordan's sons, even without social media, I think if someone were to throw something at his son while he was inbounding the ball during the game, I think that would have made it. It may no. not have been as big of a deal because there was no social media, but it for sure would have made it. No, no, but and but I think it would have made news too. But I think that people like he can't be just a freshman. And there's no way he's going to be just a He's the son of LeBron James. But when you're putting him up and you know what I'm saying? It, he's, put on a, he's put on a pedestal that he probably hasn't earned yet because he's LeBron James' son. But also, there's a lot of your daddy's cameras following you around everywhere you go. Everything you're doing is tracked. People do crazy stuff to celebrities. And there's a reason why celebrities try to keep their kids out of the light. Instead, LeBron has kind of pushed his kids towards it. Do you have any feelings like, do you think that's right or wrong? Like, I guess is what I'm asking. If he did push his kids towards the spotlight, then I think that would be wrong. But I don't think that's what he's done. I think, well, okay. I think he, he I think that your kid having a YouTube, your, your young daughter having a YouTube channel and doing all this stuff. Yes, these are things that people do. But people in your situation typically don't put their kids out there because they're, because there's so much scrutiny that comes with that. Because people do shit. Like throw shit at people on the sideline of games. It's valid, but I don't. I, I wouldn't say that he's pushing them to this. Like, do you do you think Bronny? You think Bronny just now wanted an Instagram? He wasn't allowed to have an Instagram because his dad wouldn't let him. No, I. And the show that and the show that his daughter has now, like he and his wife are on the show. It's not like she's just. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they're not a part of it or nothing like that. I'm saying just mm -hmm. the mere fact of having it and who you are opens you up to a certain amount. I don't think he's pushing them to the spotlight. I think he's allowing them to 
pursue their interests and because he is who he is there's a lot of eyes and cameras on them i don't think it's, he's pushing them to the spotlight i mean i i'm just playing devil's advocate because i i don't either. for sure for sure i don't either for sure but i can see the argument because I've, I've talked about this with a couple people i can see the argument that not that you brought it on yourself but like one person said to me like don't act like like this is some kind of hate. And the kid don't hate y'all, bro. He's a fanatic. Fan is short for fanatic. Fanatics do dumb shit. You blow your son up a little bit more than he probably should be because you are who you are and you can't. And nobody's gonna tell you you can't do How it. How does he blow his son up to be more than he should be? His camera's following him, bro. Undefeated cameras are following him everywhere he goes. He's a star. He's talked to he's I see him on Instagram as much as I see Mikey Williams. He ain't on the same level as that kid. I don't, I mean, maybe because I, you know. He's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I can see the argument. And people say, like, this happens, this kind of stuff happens to everybody that is, one, a star. And he's the son of a star. And especially when they're pushed a little bit. It don't got to be a lot. But I can see the argument that some people say, like, what do you think is going to happen? This is a regular high school team, not a regular high school team. So you, you don't you don't you don't think that Orangefield would fit? I, I I'm not really understanding what you're saying. Like cameras no. would be there whether if they're undefeated cameras or ESPN or but no but no but there, life, there's, yeah there's but there's a lot there's there. a lot of kids that are probably higher higher profile players that ain't getting the same coverage, and it's because your daddy got some influence. You played a game in the basketball hall of fame, fam. But that's, you know what I'm saying? That, like that's not that's not to say that his dad is pushing him into the spotlight, though. I th- whether it's intentional or unintentional, it is though. And I think that, and like I said, and I could see the argument to where they're saying like, "Yo, and this I, kind and, of shit." And, like, and, and to people that, I haven't off. seen anything come out on undefeated with Ronnie. Yeah. I don't follow. I don't, no, I don't, I, I'm saying okay. Like Rick Buecher talks a lot about this. He okay. said, "Bron does a good job of putting the right face on it." It's all ran through Sierra Canyon. All of it's ran through his school. But Bron has influence. The schedule got changed so he could make a game. Like, they're playing in the Basketball Hall of Fame. No other high school team is doing that. This is clearly your dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, your dad has some pool. It's fine. It's cool. But this is what happens when your dad has pool and he uses it. Fanatics come out and they do dumb shit. Just like when people try to run, try to run on football fields and touch football players or run on a baseball field and try to grab a ball or some shit like that. People do dumb shit. Can and we, now and now your we, son's a victim of it. But pe- can we put this on a crazy fan or can we just put this on an immature kid? I think it's both. It's an immature kid. It's a crazy fan. I don't like son was like eight or something like that. I don't like, think he's a crazy fan. I think he's just an immature kid. I think he was starstruck. Sure. The, and, and and people and people do dumb shit when they get it's the same reason that a singer could walk up to or a he, woman, touch he, her face and she faint. Or he might or he might not have thought he'd get caught. Like bro, I, I'm at I'm at and like I'm not, I just I'm said, not I, talking bro. about like his motivation. I'm talking about this is what happens to people that are in that position. And maybe some of that wouldn't come his way if he didn't have a little bit of push. Things like that have happened to people, bro. Like we we played in a first round playoff game. You're inbounding the ball on the sideline, and somebody's tugging at your shorts, trying to pull your shorts down. Is that a crazy fan? Is that somebody that because because you play for Orange Glenn or because you're Stefan Rohn or because you play? I don't want to say our coach's name, but you play for this coach or whatever, whatever. Like people just do stupid stuff at sports games. No. I've been at all of Mikey's games. These people underrated. If he if he's underrated, 
then who's who's better than him at his age? No, he's not underrated. I see grown men standing in the bleachers, on the hardwood in front of the bleachers, screaming the craziest stuff to this kid, and he's 15. Is this because of who his dad is? Because of who? He is. No, I and that's what and I'm people saying. People just do people that, just do stupid no, and stuff that's at sports I'm, games. And that's bro. what I'm saying. And who is Bronny James? I hear you. Mikey Williams? I hear you. That makes sense. With all of that talent and ability has earned some of that ire from people. All of it. Yeah, all for sure. No, people go too far, and that's what I'm saying. Some oh, ire. Okay, I thought you, you okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like right. he's earned that. He's right. that good. You're right. Now, look at y'all. Yeah, give me that. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I it's like you. I hear you. Like last time I checked, me and Darius was checking homeboy stats. Brian played like eight minutes a game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, bam. Besides his last name, besides besides his name, and who's following him, he's a regular ass, very good freshman. That ain't playing on. That's not really playing on a nationally ranked team. Don't nobody as good as him. Like, and I've heard the arguments like, "Well, you set him up on this All Star team, and it's all of this." Like, I, I'm not with all of that. People saying, "Oh, Bron shouldn't be doing this." Yo, you got pool, use that shit. But understand that some of this shit comes with it. Some of this shit does come with it. And no, nobody yeah. should be nobody should be throwing shit at nobody at a game. And you don't think LeBron understands that it comes with it? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm saying that. It ain't hate, Bron. It ain't. It ain't hate. The kid clearly came out and said that he don't hate. And he jumped the gun on it. He, he, if it happened, he heard about it. He just said, boom, I wish he would do that with my son paying attention. That's regular dad shit. I'm not killing him for none of it. I'm just saying where you go and you say hate, he's not doing that because he hates y'all, bro. That's a you, hater thing to do, though. If what the kid and, is saying and, and is true, and, and, and he's and saying he wants to get and his look, favorite high school players' attention. And, that ain't hate. And maybe look, that is hate. That's you, not hate, bro. It's not hate. The, the, you told me the kid said he got upset that LeBron that that Bronny didn't hear him, right? Yeah. That's hate. You mad because I didn't hear you call my name? Even if I did hear you call my name, no, I'm playing a basketball no, no, game, no, fam. No, no, Mike, sit this there, is what eat I'm your saying. orange, and watch me shoot this ball. No, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. The place that it's coming from is fanaticism. It's not fuck this nigga. He's not doing that. He's like, bro, like, in the moment, he's, oh, my God. Like, he's a celebrity to him. It's I'm the same it reason that Michael you, Jackson you was seen as a fact. child, was seen the grown women, and they would break down and cry and faint. You hate the fact that you called my name and I didn't turn around and acknowledge you. That's hate, bro. I'm not saying you hate me or you are no, a hater. But, and in that moment, you that's a, that's what a hater does, fam. No, bro. And, and LeBron has to understand the difference. Sure. And instead of coming out here and saying this hate, so what should he get the full... I'm down with what he said. I would love to see homie do that when my son's paying attention. I bet he wouldn't throw shit out. So you're just mad at the hater, the hater. Comment. Yeah, I, I'm I'm mad at the victim, like the victimhood shit. Y'all ain't victims, nigga. You brought this shit on yourself. He's a victim of a, uh, a orange peeling. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I just like, I, you know, you know what I mean? Like I do a lot I'm of I'm not going to tell nobody how to react, fam. If I see somebody no, no, throw no. something at my son, ain't no, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm going to go over there and hurt him, especially if it's a kid, but I'm not. I don't. I don't. I probably just, would. I probably would have reacted the same way if I'm and, LeBron. And as your and as your brother, and if you were living in that media spotlight, I would tell you, it's in your best interest to wait and see. Let's get the full story on this before you start calling motherfuckers haters and talk. It's an eight year old kid, dude. You don't even look good as a thirty something year old man calling an eight year old a hater. Maybe he didn't know it was an eight year old. No, exactly. I'm saying wait and find out. I'm not finna wait. I'm finna go out and defend my son. My, I'm not waiting my, for nothing. Mike, this is what I'm, I'm saying. I'm finna speak up for me and mine. I'm not you waiting for the story you don't to come have, out. But you don't Somebody have to talk about the people involved. You don't. 
You didn't have to throw orange at my little nigga. No, of course, care, bro. bro. Of nah, course. Nah, nah, nah. Nobody's condoning what he did. And I think that's I think that's where it gets cloudy. But you're condemning what LeBron did. No, I I'm, no, I'm right. only I'm only condemning making him a victim saying his hate. He don't hate your son. He just said he loved him. He just said he loves him. He said he loves you. He He's one of your fans. You just called one of your fans a hater. You I called an eight-year-old fan of yours a hater, LeBron. I think, I it's think, not a good look. Wait to get the All-Star say, say, say there's a thin love. line. There's a thin line between love and hate. That's famous saying, whatever, movie, all that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, okay, this is the way to put it. All LeBron could come out and say. people that have ever hated LeBron, they love him. They, 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 they. they oh, I don't think that. Bro. Okay, like not, said, there's not, a not love line. him, there's but a they, line. they hate him because he is great, and that and there is some love there. Why do you love Kobe? Yes. Because he's great. You love him even more because you're a Lakers. I'm not talking about you, but I'm people in general. You love him even more because you're a Laker fan. He plays for your team, and he's putting on for your team, and then he became the greatest, one of the greatest players of all time while he's wearing your uniform. That is love. You hate LeBron because you feel like he's challenging what your guy has. That's love, bro. You're acknowledging that he's that great to 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 make the opinion of your guy be be changed a little bit. If you feel like Kobe's the goat, and now there's this guy LeBron that's challenging that. It, if you hate him, there's an acknowledgement that you know that he's great enough to challenge your guy's greatness. Yeah. That's love, bro. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying and, 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 I think it would be. I don't think that the route to take. I think that there's a way to defend your son. I think there's a way to be a loving, supporting father. So you're cool with you're and, cool with everything, just not the hate comment. Yeah, because I think I think it just it's like you make people a victim. Yo, maybe if you didn't push your son, maybe homeboy wouldn't have acted like that. And an eight year old man, a, a number one, Mike, if he was there and Braun would have been like, yo, somebody just hey, nobody's gonna think it's a good look for a thirty year old for a thirty some year old to be yelling at an eight year old. Ain't nobody gonna think that's cool. And, and you can make it about victimhood. You can do whatever you want. Most people will say, chill out on a little kid. Find his parents. Find out what really happened before you start calling people all kind of shit and saying whatever. Most people will say, get the whole story. You can defend your son. You can say, I don't want this type of shit happening. My son, they need to beef up security. You can say, that person right there is in the wrong. They're not. A, you can find out later if they're a hater and do whatever. You can say, I wish he would do that shit to my son when he was paying attention or had some attention or had some time to give his ass some attention. I bet he wouldn't do it. But you don't got to start making like going to victimhood and making people and saying shit about people. Because I'm pretty sure that that same kid, LeBron would give him an autograph and da da da. He wouldn't say he's a hater. Do you do you do you not think that people hate on LeBron and Bronny James and their family in general? Hey, LeBron's been hated on since he came to the no. League. People do. People I'm that, saying that, people that ain't. Hate. People do hate on him, of course. But what upset? But you, you didn't give me a chance to finish. What I'm saying is, I'm quite sure that they've been hearing the criticism. Oh, yo, you just wanted your son to play on this super team. Oh, he ain't even that good to be on that team. And he probably, he don't even start. He only played eight minutes a game. Da, 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 da. You can classify all of that as hate. You can. You very well can. And That's not you, that kid. What I'm saying is, he's not saying, what he's saying is, what I'm saying, when it's all bundled together, it all feels like hate. And when, you, when you're somebody like LeBron who was loved all the time in Cleveland and you go to Miami, you experience all that hate. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's what his son is going through. All I'm saying is he himself has always experienced hate. I'm quite sure he and his son and the whole family and the whole Sierra Canyon team has heard the criticism yeah, and, sure. and, and the hate that has come his son's way. And before he has a chance to know who threw the orange pill, why they threw it. That's all some hate. hater shit. That's all I'm saying. And and I'm saying that can be right and you can be wrong. The kid don't hate y'all. 
He loves you. He acted like a stupid fan. And, and I'm, I'm saying he I'm was in that the, moment. I'm he wasn't even hating. the fact that you're saying he should have waited. No, I don't have to wait. If somebody does something to my son, if somebody does something to you, I'm not figuring out why they did it. No, I'm going to bat. No, I'm, I'm riding for mine. I'm, I'm not, not figuring. Saying, I'm not figuring. I'm not. Bro. I don't have time to sit up here and figure out why somebody violated my people. I'm riding for mine. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying. not saying and that. Him calling somebody a hater isn't some flagrant or wild thing to do. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you that. did say he should have waited. You did. Uh, he should wait to call them a hater because in any other world, LeBron James wouldn't call an eight-year-old fan of his a hater. He wouldn't. You could say that's wrong. That kid's in the wrong. He's acting crazy. He's doing whatever. I'm saying the fact that you're starting to make it victimhood, like you're some kind of victim of all this. That's some fans do dumb you. shit. And you wouldn't call none of your fans doing dumb shit haters. Because a lot of times, you know what they do? They do dumb shit in your honor. You don't call it hate then. You don't call it hate when they love you so much that they booing and cussing out the opposing team and throwing shit at them. Bro wouldn't have said that if they wouldn't have hit into somebody else on another other team. He would have told them, they big enough Sierra Canyon. They put, they, yeah, it's the squad. It's the town. I don't think you. I don't think that he would have had the answer for it because his son wouldn't have got hit. But and and that's and no and that's what I'm saying. In any other realm, you wouldn't call that person a hater. So yes, it's happening to you, bro. I defend your son. I make that argument with you all the time. I tell you, like, bro, if the shoe was on the other foot and it was happening to you, you'd be saying X, Y, Z. You'd be like, you're probably right. But we're speaking to this, so you can't go back and forth, bro. No, bro, that's some hater. That's some hater shit, fam. It's not. It is. I, I, we differ there. I don't. I. Bruh, tell me in another Does world. Does that not tell sound me. like a hater, Steph? You Mike, it sounds like a fan being crazy as fuck. <laughs> to me, it sounds like you hate the... Oh, that sucks. It sounds like you hate the fact that I didn't acknowledge you. That's what that sounds like to me. You hate the fact you feel so important that when you, when you call my name, you think I should turn around and acknowledge you. Either I didn't hear you and oh well, or I did hear you, and I'm focused on the game. Like Chris Rock, should he call Kobe a hater? He didn't laugh at his joke. This nigga Kobe a hater, man. I'm sitting here trying to make him laugh. This nigga didn't even turn around and say nothing. Is he a hater? Well, I, I think that, that's totally different. I think that's I think that's totally different. One, like one person is a fanatical fan. Like, like I I just think that like nobody nobody calls. Like somebody that jumps on a baseball field and runs around trying to be a part of the game. Nobody says they're hating on the opposition. When people are booing motherfuckers, nobody say, oh, that's some hater shit. You're cheering on your squad. Fans do dumb shit in the name of cheering on their squad, doing what, whatever they think they're doing to help. They do a lot of dumb shit doing that. And I don't think that in any other world, Bron, and this is all I'm saying. I'm talking about the term hater. And make it in a victimhood thing. I think that everything Braun said when he was asked post-game about it. But I think the Instagram post, before you have the details, calling one of your fans is a bad look. Calling one of your fans a hater. I don't care. And you no, can and be I, my fan all you want. And I, my, bro, and I'm not, and I'm, and I understand and I appreciate where you're coming from. Because I would have the same response. I'm going up to bat. I'm handling mine. What I wouldn't have done, though, is go to... Name calling and making it a hate thing. This person doesn't hate you, bro. He buys your gear. He's at your son's game. He paid to get in there. Steph. He doesn't hate y'all, bro. 
And you call him, you wouldn't call an eight-year-old nowhere, no, no matter what they did, a hater. You wouldn't do it because it's bad for your brand. But you didn't know who it was and you said it. I'm saying, defend your son. Say everything you said in that post game, cool. Don't make an Instagram post directed at one person, especially when you don't know who it is and it turns out to be an eight-year-old fan of yours. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. He could have did all the dad stuff that you're talking about, going up to bat, defending his, being there for his, without making it a victimhood thing. That's what that's what I think. You don't got to play the victim, especially when you pumping up shit. And this part of the reason he's probably so fucking excited is because he thinks his son's probably a little bit better than what he is because he's always getting pumped up by you. He doesn't always pump his son up. Like I said, like I, like I talk about like Rick Buecher. All of them cameras is following Sierra Kane around. A lot of them are LeBron James cameras. It's just funneled through Sierra Kane because it's a better look than your dad having cameras follow you around. And that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe maybe I know, maybe maybe I delve too much into it and I'm too far on the, like, skepticism side. But I would, I would always make the argument for any public-facing person that, that wants fan support because it builds their brand and fills their pockets. And that, I would always tell you to pump the brakes before you start calling names. Let's find out the whole story. If he's a hater, then let's kill him. But let's make sure he's a hater. And let's make sure he's not an eight-year-old kid. <laughs> and and not to make it sound all like trying like I'm trying to get on a parental high horse or anything like that because I used to hate when people like well you'll have kids when you have kids you'll understand but bro like I I think this is one of those situations like I'm not I, I I don't care I don't care I don't care what my brand looks like I don't care how you feel about me calling an eight year old kid a hater I, I mean I, I I like like you said I, I, maybe if he but, knew it but you're finish, different bro I think if he knew you you may be right if he knew that it was an eight year old maybe he wouldn't have said that. But I would I would bet good money on it. But I don't think it's realistic or even fair for, for us to say, oh, let me finish. I don't think it's even fair for us to say he needs to wait and get all the facts before he speaks on it. Or even I'm, or even call somebody a hater. I'm I'm, I'm not. I'm 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 speaking my mind. I don't and think I, it was and mine I, at all. And I and I appreciate that. And this is what I was about to say. You are different. How so? What do you mean? You are gonna have that no matter how you will burn your brand to go do what you morally feel like you should do. 1,000%. That ain't LeBron. It ain't. It ain't. And since that ain't you, you don't like, and this is what I'm saying. If I bet if LeBron's asked about it, he's never going to be asked about this again. If he gets asked about it again, he will say, I think the kid was acting out of excitement and all of this. It wasn't a big deal. Like, and he had signed. If he got asked about it or really got pressed about it, he had signed something for the kid and man, make the shit go away. Mm-hmm. That kid a hater still? Mm-hmm. Of course not. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's my thing. I know. That I feel like I don't know, bro. I feel like you wouldn't take that approach everywhere. So just defend your son. Come to his defense. All that, all that up the bat shit. Like, like you said, I don't have kids. All that up the bat stuff that you're saying, do that. Let's slow your roll because you care a lot about your fans and all that shit. And it could potentially be a bad look if you're kind of flaming a little kid. I'm quite sure in a, in a moment of transparency, no cameras around, no microphones around. He just kick, kick, kicking it with a. Bro, say fuck that nigga. With the way he'd be like, I forget that little nigga. I don't care. No, I exactly. Yeah, care. but his public face, he would never do that publicly. So don't kill him publicly yet. Yeah, if he's a hater and he did that out of some ire and was cussing your son out to get taken out, then kill that motherfucker. 
But my, I, I would always caution anybody that lives in that world. And like, wife, wifey tells me all the time, she's like, you need to work for these motherfuckers. She's like, you need to work for these motherfuckers. Like, what you be saying makes sense. And they might disagree, but I'm saying if you, brand, uh, brand builder, want to keep doing that, let's not blame children. Get your sons back. Just your sons back. I'll find out the details. And, and if we got to kill him, let's go kill him. But let's, you know, it what obviously I'm, wasn't a hit to the brand at all. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But and which is why, which is why I'm so firm in my not. Which is why my morals is why I'm so firm in it. But another reason why I think it's it's okay to do because what what are the ramifications of it? What what has it affected? It no, 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 no. That's it, doesn't, that's, it hasn't made that's any after the fact. That's after the fact. I'm talking about while it's going on. Like you're saying, it clearly hasn't hurt his brand. Nothing's gonna hurt LeBron's brand right now. No one incident, unless he's He's got to do something crazy. You know what I'm saying? He's got to do something very, very crazy to hurt his brand. You know what I'm saying? So, cool. The brand's not going to be hurt. I feel that. But I'm talking about in the moment. I would, like, nobody's checking Bron's tweets. Nobody's checking, like, nobody, he doesn't have anybody over his shoulder, like, don't type that. Type, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they probably, he probably got some people that got access that post some stuff promotionally or whatever. Mm-hmm. But nobody's checking his personal shit that he's posting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I would say, Bron. Bad look. We don't even know who that person is yet. Bad look. Mm-hmm. Bad look. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I feel you. I, and I can't be mad. That's a dad's perspective. And nobody is going to tell me how to defend mine. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that. I'm saying somebody that is so conscious of what they're doing. It ain't a mistake that all these cameras are following. So if you want your son to be more low key, he would be. Because you got that kind of power. Mm-hmm. But he's not. Mm-hmm. So you're cool with a certain amount of this as long as it's positive in your favor. Every now and then, you know what happens to celebrities? Dumb shit. Somebody run up and motherfucking grab them just trying to get a hug. They fucking lose their mind. Oh my God. Fucking grab them. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. This kid lost his mind for a second. You wouldn't call any of your fans losing their mind for a second a hater. Unless you're jumping out the window early. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like we we can move on, like cause I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say about the LeBron shit. Like I like I said, I'm listening to a lot of shit that people said about LeBron. I'm like, ooh, well, I don't like that shit. You like bro. you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, ooh. When I watched that more than a game documentary, I saw like, and like I said, I'm I'm somebody maybe because like the you know, I take a couple. Of, anyway, I'm somebody when I watch things, I look for more than just what they're showing you. Right. I look at I look at stuff a little deeper, and that's part of the reason why. I mean, I'm just a creature. I haven't. I love good art and I just like like to watch if something's good I'll watch it over and over but that's another reason I watch things over and over I'd be trying to look for little stuff like mm-hmm. that and after I saw that more than a game thing I feel like it gave me a really good glimpse into who he really is and then also um like I said that that time that that time that you know the the equipment manager or whoever was trying to take his warm-up gear from him and he was just like Dude was standing there with his hand out. He just threw this stuff on the floor. And I'm like, this nigga, bro, that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of foul. And then also, granted, it was in the NBA Finals. J.R. Mm-hmm. Smith just did whatever he did. And you asking him a whole bunch of stupid questions. And so he just got up and walked out of the interview, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. While he's walking out, how he was able to tell the whole room, be better tomorrow. Like that that kind of stuff. Where you can talk to the whole room like that. It, it, it I love LeBron. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's great for our people. He's great for the NBA. I love LeBron. But it's little stuff like that where you get a little glimpse into who somebody really is. And for me, just because my mind is a little weird, I read deeper into things like that. Oh, oh yeah. And and I do, too. And especially like combined, like Rick Buecher said flat out, he said, LeBron's done a lot of stuff that he will never admit. And he makes sure and he spends a lot of time 
effort and money, making sure that it never looks like he's doing it. But he treats a lot. He's treated people in the past in Cleveland first time in Miami and in Cleveland again. And then coming here to L.A., he's treated a lot of people poorly, but he doesn't want that to be his face. And that, they were talking about like like on this podcast, they were talking about like it's funny because they were talking about him and Kobe and like, who do you think is a better role model? And they like some of the guys on the panel were saying LeBron is clearly a better forward facing role model. But if you're talking about morals and just what you want your kids to line up with, I would want my kids to be 100 percent them all the time. Be your authentic self and live with it. Mm -hmm. And Kobe does that. And LeBron does it. He wants everybody to feel great about Bron, even though he does foul shit over here. But he paints it. he He puts a pretty picture on it. You know what I'm saying? And now, like, I'm hearing that kind of stuff. I'm like, damn, bro. And a dude, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a whole other story we talk about, but, like, which is probably innocent. We on, like, almost 220. But they were just, like, they, they were talking about just a lot of stuff. They were, like, and just the dude, this he's an older dude. He's, like, he's almost 60. Um, and he was talking about, like, he's, like, I just think that the shop is seat of his pants. You sit in the shop with people that pretty much all agree with what you're saying you and your friends you're sitting up and you're saying the n-word it's just not a good look for a 30 year old something that says that says they're the face of a people it's not a good look it's it's hurting us every, every you're never gonna be hurt you're untouchable but the everyday black person gets judged on that shit that you're doing up there walking into work and nba is your job with a glass in your hand is not a good look it's not people are gonna be like yo what the fuck and it paints everybody else. Yeah, they can't say shit to you. Nobody at your job will say shit to you. You're fucking LeBron. You'll get that motherfucker fired. But every they, now they feel away. And now they judge other people that look like you on that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it gave me a different perspective. And I'm not saying, like like I said, I love LeBron. So I think he's done way more good than bad. And to be honest, if he's doing bad behind the scenes, he's doing a great job of hiding the shit. I think, I think when, we're, when, we're, when we're calling out stuff like that, I think we're nitpicking at that point. Like, I hear you. I can't, I, I can't, like, I'm a photographer. I can't walk in and cover these games or walk into somebody's wedding with a glass of wine in my hand. Like, I get it. But, I mean, when you're, when you, when you're great at something and you've, you've. Concessions are made. And, and not, and not even just great at it, but when you've brought in millions of dollars to an organization, I bet you, if I work for a media company and my photos and my videos brought in millions of dollars, I bet you they'd let me walk in with a glass no, of wine. No, no. And, and I, and I bet you they would too. And his argument is. You've made it. I what about the person that's coming up? I just don't that understand. That has to be judged by your actions. People that no look gonna, like you. No one's going to judge. What? You, you, you think they're going to judge? What's what's the dude that airballed the three for the Lakers on the fast break against the Rockets? Tony something? Oh, Troy, are you talking about Troy Daniels? Troy, Troy Daniels. Yeah. No one's going to judge Troy Daniels to the LeBron James stand. No, no, no. That's no, just not going to no, happen. No, not, not, not of play. Gonna, not of play. I'm not even talking about behavior. I bet if he walks in with a glass of wine, they're not going to be like, bro, you can't do that. You're not LeBron. They're not going to say that. He's saying. That you, LeBron James, mm-hmm. say that you are a warrior for social injustice and pushing your people forward. People that look like you are judged by things that you do. You cannot be the person walking around with a glass in your hand. I disagree. We're nitpicking now. And and he said that. He was like, and we're nitpicking. But to much is given, much is expected. He said, I'm a journalist and I'm on TV. I can get on this show and say whatever I want. You know why I don't? 
because I don't want the next black journalist getting held to, my, to a standard that I set or getting judged by bad decisions that I knowingly made. Is he making bad decisions, though? Is he doing anything that's so wrong? No, he's saying that it's a bad look. He said for the next man, it is a bad look for you to be doing some of these things. There is no next LeBron James. I no, 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 no. He's not saying they don't have to be the next LeBron James. They have to be the next black person that's going to get judged by some of your actions. With people don't, bro. I don't gotta be. What's the I, name? J.R. Smith came in on the hoverboard with a brew in his hand, and all only thing he, and he was said, like, all they said was like, "Bro, you lost. Like, go go get your game. You just lost. Why are you running run around drinking beer?" It's like, bro. And he not, said, and not, he's saying that even that, not a good look. Still, there's somebody that's gonna be held to a standard that they can't meet because they're not you. I disagree. No, no, he is setting standards, but I don't think I don't think anybody's like. I just don't envision people doing what LeBron is doing and getting criticized for it. It's like, bro, that's not a good look. I mean, we let LeBron get away with it, but you can't be doing that, man. You're making us look bad. Or that LeBron. No, no, no. no. I I just don't understand the... the, the, This is what I'm saying. What's being said. This is... It's like, for us, we've always been like... Stephen A. talks about this a lot. He says, black people are the only people... Well, I I don't believe that they're the only people, but Stephen A. said this. We walk around with an obligation for every black person. We are every black person to every person we meet. That's true. And he's saying, you as every black person that everybody meets, LeBron James, that doesn't make us look good for you to be walking in to work with, a, with liquor in your hand. I disagree. He's, he's, not, he's not walking into Wells Fargo or the YMCA with wine, bro. But he's saying it doesn't matter where you're walking into. It does, though. Nah, I don't think it does. That's where that's where I agree with. We're, we're we're being we're being a little bit naive and a little bit a little bit I don't want to say stupid, but just not not being real. We're being naive and not being realistic. If we're gonna if we're gonna say that, like come on, fam, come on, fam. There's nobody these else niggas, in my these, office these except to, me they, and they my boss. They get to show up at work with a do rag on. We can't do that. Like it's it's different, bro. You can't you can't do that. That's not fair to LeBron. It's not fair to NBA players, and it's just not the same. It's not. There's nobody at my office that would judge me coming into work if I wore what I'm wearing now. You know why I don't? It's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's just not a good look. There's certain things that you don't do because it's not a good look. And I do agree with that. Necessarily, maybe picking apart LeBron's all his actions and doing all this. Like I think there has been times on the shop where I've watched the episode and I'm like, ooh, the language is kind of out of hand. But I'm not tripping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I could see why somebody would, though. You know what I'm saying? Well, I may not necessarily like like LeBron it clearly plays by his own rules. But there's certain things that you don't do because and all of us as black people, we know this. We're, there's certain things that we don't do because we don't want them saying, oh, them black people be acting lazy at work or they be coming in to work with shit in the end. Or they, you know, like it's just, it's just shit that you don't do. I think LeBron, like, and I, like I said, let me say, I love I love LeBron. I don't necessarily give all those points, but I do think that is I do think that is ne- not necessarily like about maybe one individual thing here or there, but I do think that is 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 a uh, something that he should be conscious of. People are judging people that aren't you based on things that you're doing. Don't make them look crazy. I feel it, man. I got I got one more topic that I want to get into, but we running kind of late, and I got to go pick my son up and get back home. So uh, we can go ahead and. End it right there. Uh, I have something I wanted to end the podcast with. Oh no, I just wanted to. Oh no, I didn't even find a uh, a thriving while black. So we'll do that. Mm. We'll do that next oh, episode. Yeah. Let's get some music going to get us up out of here.
Let's say uh, one more time. R.I.P. to the legend, to the GOAT, Kobe Bryant. Number eight, number 24. One time Mr. Adidas. Mr. Mr. Nike. Best uh, basketball shoes that some of us have ever played in. One of the best players that, possibly, arguably the best player that most of us have ever seen. Uh, gave us all, you know what I'm saying? We said this in the beginning, but just to end with it. Gave us all like a, a, a blueprint to follow. Of, you know, attacking your goals and being unwavering in that and just being relentless in it. We thank you, Kobe. Shout out to you, man. Mr. Brian. Salute. Family Room Podcast, episode 31. I'm Mike Rome. Stefan Rome, Reggie Miller. Number. Thanks for rocking with us, man. We'll see y'all next week. Oh.